You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. When it comes to entertainment in Los Angeles, one production company has it on lock. Young Baca Productions. From a bi-monthly show at the Airliner in Los Angeles, to the many shows, to the B-Side Forum, to the State of Battle Rap on the B-SideChannel.com, Young Baca Productions are putting together the dopest entertainment in Los Angeles, California, and beyond. Check them out on Wait the Flock Up Send You, YoungBacaProductions.com. Back to the show, you are now experiencing Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. I, I used to say you're not listening to, but now we're doing visuals on B-Side. So it's strange. I mean, you're not, but you know, they're watching, but you're not watching this one. So I guess like, you're not, because it kind of sounds kind of douchey, right? Like you're now experiencing, like, you're now mesmerized by. It's an experience though. It is an experience though. That's a good point. Uh, Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. Very special edition. You know what? So like sometimes, oh, you know, the artist can't come to me or I, or, or I can't have the artist come over or whatever. But I always say, you know what? I like going to the artist because it makes for a better story mm. down the line. And you get this personal vibe because most of the time, like, yeah, dude, you know, I got a home studio. Right. Or I got I got a super dope spot we can go do it at, you know, this right. stuff. So and you build more of a relationship with the artist and, and that kind of stuff, you know. Right. So I was here at a what what do you call your I mean this is just just the chill palace. This is Curtis King Studios, but it's it's pretty much the chill palace. Okay, all right. The chill palace. We're here at the chill palace. Uh I got Curtis King is here with me. <laughs> Curtis King uh, uh Riverside. I drove to Riverside again. I drove to Riverside today, right? Oh, you drove to Riverside today. Okay. It, isn't this Riverside? The Rialto. This Rialto, is Rialto. This is Rialto. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. man. See, I don't know. I thought you were telling me about your day right now. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, so you were down the street. <laughs> no, actually, funny. It's funny that because uh, I had cousins that lived like a street over. Oh, wow. Okay. For like their whole childhood. As I'm driving, I'm like, yo, I recognize these. Like I recognize really these streets. Yeah. I don't know the streets, but they're like there's like a there's like a a, a Mexican grocery store, like a superior uh-huh. or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit further down. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, right there, like okay. right there. And I'm like, yo, but I recognize the center. Yeah, yeah. The the Rialto Center there, and then the yeah. the stores. And I'm driving like, oh man, small world, you know? Right, right. How, do you you live out here? How's that work? How, yeah, no, I I live in Rialto. I've been living here for probably about. Uh, close to two to three years. Before that, I was standing <laughs> off of Pumalo in San Bernardino, where it was it was kind of crazy over there. But uh, before that, I lived over, um, and I'm I pretty much lived in any any like little sub city of IE right since 2009. Like I've kind of pretty much traveled. I've I've lived in Fontana. I've lived. Where in, were we born though? I was born in Bellflower, California. Okay, Bellflower. So I spent most of my life. Um, my teen years and my, my kid, my childhood and, um, pretty much like the Los Angeles area. Yeah. How do you, uh, how did you migrate over here? Uh, well, it was through my mom. My mom sold the house. My, both my grandparents had passed away within a year and, uh, and my grandfather's will, he pretty much sold the house and split the estate down the line, uh, you know, amongst his kids. So my mom took her share and she was like, you know what? We got to move to somewhere where it's a lot more affordable 
then LA. And the next place over was, you know, the Inland Empire. We, we ended up moving to Rancho first, you know, which was a super upgrade for us coming from Carson. But um, it was it was dope. So we came over here. I had no idea about the scene. Only thing I knew about was the spoken word scene. And uh, a few people out there, uh, there was a, a spoken word night called um, Lion Like Mind State. And I got introduced to that. And then, you know, uh, eventually I came into contact with a dude named Noah James who you know never he, heard of him never heard of him huh? yeah him. you know i'm pretty sure I've never you heard know of him. I, I i haven't even heard of him and i've known him for all of these years no this, this guy man this <laughs> yeah, guy's a, a, a monstrous presence not even just talking about physically just in terms of just such a huge heart and you know the person that gives a lot of people their first opportunity you know what my first introduction was to noah james what was that uh, you know the platform collection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was Chris and Arash, right? Okay. And uh, we we started doing some business things in the beginning, and, he, and then and Arash puts me other to the side, and he goes, "Concept, you're gonna meet Curtis King. And I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna meet Curtis King, and you're gonna meet uh, Noah James. Uh -huh. He goes, he goes, okay. Let me tell you something about Noah James. If you don't like Noah James, yeah, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you talking that's about? A, that's, a, that's a true statement. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, dude, I cannot imagine the type <laughs> of human being that does not like Noah J. Yeah. True story. That's ex yeah. that's exactly yeah, what he told man, me. That's, that, so then that, I, that makes a lot of sense. And then I met him, uh, you know, I think it was like a few weeks, just down the line, I remember thinking, like, oh, right. I heard the name Noah James come, like, okay. Now I gotta see what the big fucking deal right, is about right, Noah right. James. You know, he's the man, dude. Man, like, you know? Yeah, he don't. He does. He definitely doesn't disappoint to that reputation. I mean, that's. I take a lot from that too. Is that you know you want to leave a, a a solid, um, you want to leave a solid impression on people, especially when it comes to hip hop and independent artists. And people kind of have this illusion that you know the more success that you see and the more that we accomplish, we're supposed to just automatically turn into these arrogant assholes. And I think that when fans meet you know him or meet me they they think you know oh this guy's gonna be a jerk yeah you but know, you know what know. there's certain artists that aren't helping everybody out you know what i'm saying oh like yeah certain no, they exist that turn those to exist. those guys oh yeah yeah that kind of root because it has it's like a stereotype it has to start yeah. somewhere where it's like so often is that's the case that now yeah. it just becomes like oh he's gonna he made it okay well i already know what good this luck, is gonna be good luck good him on the phone now bro yeah. or, then, then you, know, you start blah, blah, blah. then you start getting the, the the talks from people saying you know don't forget about the little people and that's one of the, i hate hearing that like i really hate hearing that term because i don't think that exists i think that's something that you know, it it stems from insecurity when somebody says that because I mean, for anybody to call themselves the little people, because there's a little bit of a bit, a little bit of condescension. Condescension. Condes in it? It's uh, condescending. <laughs> I'll always find out the replacement. If I can't find it, I'll find a replacement. Yeah, because like they're, they're, they're thinking, they think that you think that you're better than them. Yep. So this is their way of kind of dissing you yeah. and giving you props. Oh, like, yo, yo, don't forget yeah. about us little people. Look, like, I you're an you, asshole now. Yeah, I'll tell I know. You, you're so, that guy now, so, so you, you, know, you got to yeah, commit. So yeah. I'll tell you like this. I went to uh, the last show that Noah had in L.A., and I won't say the artist's name. I had just met him. I'd, I'd never met him before. And, you know, it's not very uncommon for, you know, young artists when they first meet me to ask me for something or ask me to do something for them. And, you know, if I if I have the ability to do it and if it makes sense, absolutely. But, you know, he's very aggressive about me following him on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. And I'm like, all right, I'm about to go on stage like we can chop it up a little later. And I see him in a parking lot and, and you know, he's asking about, you know, being put on to this one particular show. And yeah. and he's asking, yo, yo. And I'm like, yeah, actually, that's, you know, Noah James and Lisa J run that. And then he looks at me and he's I guess he feels like I, I, I dissed him. And he tells me, you know, um, all good, all good, big dog. I see you at the top. 
And I'm like, I see you at the top. What you? I said, what do you mean see you at the top? Okay. Like when I hear that, it automatically makes me feel like you're going to use this energy as an opportunity to give you some kind of false motivation to, to do something. Because I didn't understand what was the point of I'll see you at the top when I'm telling you if I have the ability to help you, I will help you. But the way it was flipped. Oh, so he was saying like, uh, oh, even though you're not going to help me, I'm still going to make it. Yeah. I'm going like, 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 yeah, yeah. to get where you think you are right now. Bro, exactly. So don't worry about exactly. it. And, and, it's, and it's one of those things oh, where you okay. hear it so many times that to the average person, they'd be like, well, it's not, that's not such a big deal. But you hear it and you right. know what it means. You yeah. know what, what the stem of it is. And I mean, even if he, you know, he may be a listener, even if he's watching I, 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 or listening. Uh, I would say, ex- I'm sorry, experiencing. Um, I would say, <laughs> oh, wow. you know, you 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 gotta because it's important. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah, have the experience. I would say yeah. that you know that there, you know, the, your confidence is gonna be your biggest asset in anything that you do. And you know, if if you feel like somebody's not really messing with you as much as you do, like you don't need me. You don't. I, I don't. I don't have anything that 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 young man can't get on his own because there's a lot of things I had to go earn on my own that nobody else is willing to help with. And plus. I'm not that guy. I'm 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 the guy that that does spend every Tuesday giving advice to artists and producers and um on my you know my YouTube videos and I'm giving them this advice that my peers look at me the OGs look at me like you crazy for giving out this information and you know you should be the people should be paying for it and you know you're you're, you're devaluing whatever they say about me but I I do this every Tuesday so I'm not that guy that's gonna stun on you. There's ne- never that situation but I think that. Sometimes people see your humility and, 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 you know, they can take advantage of it or think that you're, that you're, that you're this, this certain expectation that they have of you. And it doesn't always, doesn't always pan out like that. At the end of the day, we're all human beings and we have our own ways. I think, um, the mentality that, uh, that the fans have, right? Right. Is, is, is this, is either, uh, oh, he's, like he's gonna is gonna be completely amazing getting to meet this person. It's gonna right. be oh my god, oh my god. So they build this up, right? Or it's like you know what he's probably gonna be a dick, yeah. Because right? he's so they so, downplay the whole situation. So for for <laughs> podcasting is different because they can hear me and right. And this is not scripted or memorized. Tracks this is who you are? So yeah. it's literally who I am. I just yeah. like turn the knob up. A yeah, right. Bit, right? <laughs> uh, I just turn the knob up, and then dude, there's situations where I just like turn the knob so down. I yeah. can, I don't like. Like the like we the Fourth of July, I went to a party and everything was people were talking it and I'm just like yo man like I'm good like I don't yeah, want to like I talk I, I do this for a living like I don't, <laughs> sometimes then, I just want to tune out <laughs> and then they found out they're like dude you work for Fox Sports Radio yeah, and yeah. I'm like yeah do you not have a yeah. show then you're like they're like the guy who hasn't said anything <laughs> right for, for six hours but has would, a radio show but like, you would think by now that makes sense like if you do this for a living if you do this and yeah. you're a professional at it one. You want to make sure that you you conserve right. your money maker. Sure, it's almost like sure. being a trumpet player. Like you wouldn't walk around with a trumpet at all times. You wouldn't go to the supermarket having a trumpet in your mouth. And sometimes like, you don't want to play the trumpet. You don't want to. You're so, in a room with a musician. You're just like, yo, I don't want to. No, you Everyone's love it so much. Brrr. I mean, it's, and, yeah. and when you first start, obviously you do that all the time. Like it's like it's like a, a basketball player who's just starting. He dribbles that basketball everywhere to class yeah. to home when he's sure, walking or on sure. the bus. That happens. But I think after a certain point, you know, you're a professional. You yeah. don't really need the the cosine, or, or you don't need everybody else to. to but, but see, the, but, but then this, yeah. is the, but then this happens, and I don't know if they walked away, but I kind of got the feeling like, oh, the guy that talks didn't want to talk to us. 
Like, oh, see, see, it's but, a double. You can't. So it's a double edged sword. My yeah. wife can't wait to tell people what I do, right? Because she's an outsider. So it's like, it's, right. and it still is. It's I'm, it's super cool. Like every time I walk, because I'll go check. I have to go to like new studios. I'm just right. like, yo, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like it's like George Nori, yeah. coast to coast, R- Ryan Seacrest, America's You're top. You're legends. I'm yeah, just yeah. like, yo, <laughs> and, but I'm just like trying to contain because like the producers yeah. are like, yo, you can't walk in there, all tourists. Right, you gotta, right. You gotta be legit right. there to do your show. Act like you've been there before, and, and I'm just like. Click, 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 <laughs> click, click. Like I'm just like right. I'm still, but she's she thinks it's very cool. So she's mm-hmm. still like, she, she, I think she like curves um, uh, conversations to right. get them to ask her what I do. Yes, so you can bring it up because my fa- my <laughs> yeah. fiance is the same way. But yeah. you know what I learned is that it, that I I don't know about you, but I have this certain awkwardness, especially when I'm in a group that's like removed from music. Yeah. It's people who have they they just listen to music. They're not even like like they never go to shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my fiance, oh yeah, my fiance raps, and it's like you kind of cringe. Like yes, yes, like, you like. So what do you do for a living? You know, that's like that's like as a question. What do you do yeah. for a living though? Yeah. And I'm like, I I actually rap and yeah. I, I produce for a living. Why'd you say I'm a musician? I mean, that's what I used to say, but that then, way it, it kind of like encompasses. It, it encompasses everything. But you know what? I, now I take, I try to take more pride in it because I know what the stigma is with it. But then when I tell them the results of it, that I, that I'm able to, you know, pay for the rent of a house mm. through what I'm doing, the fact that you know I was able to purchase my first car, so my own. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That I was able to purchase my first car yeah. with the. Um, there you go. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You catching that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I get so I get excited and then I oh, run no, hot already good. and I'm it's all good. Okay, you feeling that? There we go. Okay, there it is. Yeah, that works. yeah no, are that I'm able to basically take care of the same essentials that they have, you know, clocking into a job that was the dr- the job of my dreams. Yeah. When they hear that perspective, and I got that from a book that I was reading where the title of the book was How to Toot Your Own Horn Without Blowing It. Some people like to toot their own horn and they end up blowing the whole situation because they end up becoming the guy that brags too much. But there's a way to do it in a classy way to where sometimes it's kind of self-deprecating, but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, who would have thought that a guy from this small city would have, you know, been working with the Merses and the Kendrick Lamars and the Ab Souls of this world. Like certain ways you put it makes you feel like maybe people feel comfortable with you and your achievements and not, you're not bragging. So when I read that book and I was able to institute that, I tell them, yeah, I'm, I'm a rapper and I'm a producer with the most confidence. I wasn't always that confident, but you know, when I, when I tell them, you know, well, who have you worked with? I'm like, I already know the names that I can name that's going to make you understand that. But even beyond that, I want you to see that I'm, I'm providing for my family and I'm not a quote unquote struggling artist. And that's when it was really hard was being a quote unquote struggling artist and having to like justify why this is something I'm spending so much time on. Cause they're thinking, well, if it hasn't made you this amount of money, why are you still doing it? That's their, their psychology of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's the first thing I get asked like, uh, yeah. from, cause, um, strangers aren't that blank. So it'll be like family members. Right. right? They'll be like, yeah, like, yo, so how much you making? Oh yeah, those are like, the, those are the most aggressive because they're comfortable with you. Because it's comfortable. They're like, yo, so so what's up? Like they're paying you good. They pay you good or what? Right. And I'm like, I get paid good. I get paid. Right. I get paid. I paid. I get paid enough to do what I gotta do. <laughs> right. Right. And, and they're like, they're like, no, no, but seriously though, like, you get cheese. Like, because it's like, like <laughs> it's like Fox Sports Radio. And they're like, yo, you do fucking do like, you on yeah. iHeart, bro? You on iHeart? And I'm like, yeah, dude. But a lot of that's like what I people don't understand is. In this business, and I mean the entertainment field, right, absolutely. you're going to have to do a lot of things for free mm-hmm. before you start getting paid to do the, those things. So true. Because first, you don't deserve to get paid. 
Second, right. there's those you're not good enough to like be like, okay, here's this amount of money for this bit or for right, whatever it right. is. Dude, we can get bits from anyone. Why right. should we be paying you? And they'll give it to us for free. For pro- right, what, right. Until you get to a level where you know, the repetition of your work is consistently good, mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, now now we know we can get sh- good shit from you. Only mm-hmm. it's worth b- bringing you on. Or oh, and and also also add to that when also add to that when you position yourself as a person of value, and I think that when they see that you're valuable, that's when the discussion of how much you know, should we give you comes up because it's like you give us this that nobody else can give us. You have a voice, you have a perspective, you have a certain, you know, uh, a magnetizing personality that people draw to. You are valuable to our company, whether that's Fox Sports, whatever. You're valuable to our company. So now we have to talk this discussion about what we give you. And it's not that no one else can give it to me, but what you're giving me is so good. I don't need to go look anywhere else because you're here now. So let's work this out. And it's fulfilling your need. Exactly. I need things... I need these things and you're right. providing these things and you're here. I don't have to go scout for more people. Now you have some leverage. You'd be and like, I'm, I'm worth you, this or and, I want that. And, and that's an excellent point. And I'll tell you that, you know, when you get in a position where you know that you are giving value, one of the laws of value uh, from this book I read called The Go-Giver is that um, the law of receptivity is the, the law of being in a position to be open to receiving you know, pretty much the blessings that come to you because you've given your value. A lot of people give, give, give all their life, and then they wake up one day and they're bitter because they're like, well, what if, what has ever came back to me? What it was like, well, what about those times somebody offered to pay for your lunch or offered to help you out when you were in a bind? You were too prideful or, you know, you 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 closed them off. When in actuality for the cycle of giving and the cycle of value to be reciprocated, you have to be open to receiving it. So I think that's what happens. A lot of people in this world that do really great things and people look at them like, man, why don't you have a better quality life and why are you not more happy? You know, um, and I think that's because they they're either too prideful or embarrassed to receive the same help that they give. And I think that's just the law of, of, of giving us a law of value. And once you get in a place that you're giving value, you gotta, you have to be, it's almost like a sin not to receive, and, you know, and, your, and, your payment. <laughs> and not, not only not to receive it, but not to be, op- I guess we're not open, open to, to receive to, it to receive because, yeah. uh, they'll be like, okay, Hey, we want you to host a show. It pays blank money. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I've for the last amount of, for like, for like the last year, I've, I've gotten this much right. than, than what you're offering, right? Right, right. And so this is my base. So every time I get paid more than my base, I up my base. Right. Because now, now I'm worth this much. Yeah, I mean, it's, proven, right? it's a proven model at that point. And so it's like what, whoever wanted me enough, what they're, <clears throat> they're offering me uh, 200 or whatever. It says 200 right. bucks. Okay, well, we'll offer you $100. Like, no, mm. no, I, I, my base is 200 Right. And if the next show offers me 250 then my base will be 250 from there and, on. And see, that, and that's why it's important too that, I mean, I think that you you – you're saying it without even saying it is that you have already established that you are valuable. You, you but I, I did a million other shows that I did right. not get paid for to do. Right. And, 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 and you right? knew that with the mindset that it's not going to always be like this. Right. I'm going to so, work at it. I'm yeah. going to bring them a product. So like when wake the flock up, sh- host a show, mm-hmm. not only that's just me. Now it's also three or four people taking yeah. pictures. Yeah. There's some video that after the show will, like, well, yeah. It, it, you have to do this. Yeah. You have to do this. If you want to be independent and build your mm-hmm. own, you right? and the law of receptivity says that you you are you you 
have that coming your way. And and I truly believe that. And, and it's not even about believing it. I'm seeing it full. I'm seeing it full force is that, you know, most of my career, all I tried to do, you know, I, I was, I've always been a giving person, but I always did it just because I thought that that's what, you know, if you're a good person, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the, like really the, the secret to success and understanding that success comes like literally the amount of money that you make, it comes down to the, the size of the problem that you fix. So if the size of the problem that you fix is I make sure that the, the, you know, when I'm bagging groceries, the, the bread is separated from the cans and it keeps the bread intact. Well, you get paid the amount of money of how big of a problem that is. Mm-hmm. If the problem you have is, you know, uh, 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 whatever the, the case may be, your, your, your pay starts to be more and more substantial. If you're a podcast host and you have an audience of 200,000 people mm-hmm. and that's a responsibility. I mean, from that alone, that shows how big of a problem you saw. If 200,000, if 200,000 people are tuning in and listening for your answers, you're solving a huge problem. Yeah. So, um, our 50,000, 5,000 doesn't matter like that, that all, it all makes sense when you really look at it from that standpoint. And, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it that the more I start to give this advice, the more I start doing these videos, the more that I'm releasing music that is not so much self-serving or so much just let's try to make it. I'm making music I feel like can genuinely help people the way that it helps me by releasing these things from me. I'm starting to see, okay, now when I ask for a certain payment for a show, this is not me just throwing a number out there and hoping I get it. This is me saying, no, this is what my time is worth. This is the this is the the size of the problem that I solve. And this makes sense for right now from where I'm at. This is the value that I can give you. This is the audience that I believe I can bring to your show. So that that being said, you know, I I think that keeping that in mind keeps you stay, keeps you humble. But at the same time, it makes you not have to look on the outside for how much you think you should be paid. Somebody shouldn't have to dictate that for you. you And it's important to have that self-worth and walk into any situation, especially when you're bargaining for a payment or for a business deal, right. walk in with that knowing what you're worth because you are worth something. If you Absolutely. got into a table where people want to talk business with you, mm-hmm. you're worth something. Give yeah. yourself that. Now, <clears throat> back me up on this or don't back me up on okay. this. I want your perception because I keep yelling this at people and um, and I feel if I have somebody that backs it up, right. it's worth. <laughs> and if I don't, then I'll just erase it from the episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so what I tell people is... um. I get a lot of like, yo, dude, you're so lucky, bro. You're going to go interview. Uh, yo, you interviewed uh, Supernatural. Like, that's all I do. You're so lucky. You're going to interview Atmosphere. Dude, like, right. you're so lucky. You do this. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I worked very hard to get to. Absolutely. To even get access to Atmosphere's email, bro. Like, right. It, you know, there's some, some things that are very like kept, especially like contact information oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from other people that Absolutely. are not those people that are like yo I don't know dog. because they don't want to get spammed they don't want to get yeah of right? course of so course. I'm like yeah you know like uh, uh, yeah uh, I tell them yeah but I work very hard to get to that point right right and uh, the reason I tell them this is not to brag or not to be right uh, 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 be boastful it's just to be like you can do it too Absolutely. Like you yeah. can work hard at whatever it is you want to do. Right. And get to whatever this equals in your world. Right. Yeah. Whatever an atmosphere interview equals whatever to you. It is, yeah. You yeah. could do that. Absolutely. But, but, but it's going to take time, mm-hmm. development. Mm-hmm. It's going to take, uh, the following. And with this in particular, it took a lot of the trust of previous artists to be like, yo, all right, he's good. Like, just to even make that mention. Me. Cause I'm yeah. not hip hop DX. I'm not, I'm right. not sway. I'm not them. 
I don't right. have that yet. Right. But what I do have is the credibility of the right artist where exactly. they were like, yo, and this dude is legit. That's just as good. The interview, you're going to like it. It's not going to be a waste of your time. It's right. not going to be the same damn questions all the time. Right. <laughs> and it's not going to be them trying to get you in a hot spot to yeah. try to get views or follows. Get you to say something ridiculous. Yeah. Because th- th- those those might be the, t- the top three fears that I have from artists is like, yeah. yo, dude, like, man, I'm here, been here 20 years. I heard all the questions. I've yeah, already heard. Yeah. They're walking with that face like, all right, Let's, like fucking, getting ready let's to get do, this yeah. done and then they leave with the face of like yo dude that was like that was the, so worth to it. me the biggest uh compliment is i've never been asked that before right or i've always wanted somebody to ask me that okay to me if i hear one of those i know i did a good job i go to bed right. happy i'm like yes right. i did but my thing was uh i wanted you to um the okay so you I work very hard to get there where I'm going, mm-hmm. but it's also, I believe, and I've discovered okay. that it is the path that life has set out for me. So there's people that want to fight. I want to be an MC. I want to rap. I want to rap. Right, right. They, they can't seem to work out their schedule. They never seem to get in the studio. They mm-hmm. never seem to like sit down and practice, but they want to fight. They want to fight. Then they become bitter with life because they're not succeeding. Mm-hmm. At this, it's becoming very difficult because, oh, hey, now I have a kid. Oh, hey, now I got work. It, like, life is not facilitating this path that they're wanting to. Absolutely. So they're like, I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper. Life's like, no, you're not. You're right, you're a teacher. Right. You're, you're, this. This, you're this. No, yeah. I want to be a rapper. I yeah. be, no. Yeah. And then before you know it, you spend six, seven years and you're not that. Because that's not happening. I've always told people, if it's truly what life has in store for you and purely of experience, Life will facilitate things for mm-hmm. you. And I mean that whether it's a higher power or it's just right. your momentum that's right. building up and then the energy that you're putting out. Uh, life will facilitate things for you. Not that they won't take a lot of work right. or that it won't be very difficult to get there, but right. certain things will occur around you right. that po- that let you know, oh, you're on the right direction. Yeah. Right. And uh, the example that I give is uh, before I started the show, mm-hmm. I said maybe like six months before I started the show, almost three years ago, maybe four now, I was like, yo, if by the time I hit 28, I'm not doing anything in entertainment, whether right. it's emceeing or, right, right. or even writing jokes because I've always wanted to write right. or something like that. <laughs> if I'm not in well down on a path, then you know I'm just going to give it up because mm. I got a family that depends on me. Right. I'll go to school and I'll get whatever, but this cannot be my main focus in mm. life. And then the show kicked in and then it just went. Like the right. scene picked it up and everyone wanted to jump on. Boom, 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 boom. And then even that for a little while it became stale. Right. First artist artistically for me it was like I've already done them. Like it's already the right. same. It's already been the same. Uh if I don't in another two years see that life is progressing me down this path, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop because now I got a two year old. Yeah. And it's I, gonna be harder and harder to sell that too to your family. <laughs> right? Like like just let just hold on for me because like yeah. And and, and, I, and I and I dude, I sat down with my wife and yeah. I'm like, yo, like I'm being honest with you. If it doesn't, blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. I, I I bullshit you not. A week after I had that conversation with my wife, I got an email, and they're like, "Yo, uh, Fox Sports wants you to come in and try out wow. for this for this position. Yeah. Are you interested?" I'm like, "Yeah, what is it? It's like, oh, it's a co-host position." And I'm like, "Dude, if they would have gave me like production, whatever on the back, right. you'd have still looked at it as a sign, I, right?" I, but they were like, co- yeah, and I'm like, straight "Okay, straight into that." What you so want? So I told yeah. her, "Babe, look, this is it. If I land this." Then right. I'm gonna scratch off what I just told you because it's obvious. Yeah, I landed it. Yeah, 
And then I do the show for four four weeks. I get a call from a different radio show. And mm-hmm. They're like, "You want to try out for this one also?" Yeah. And I'm well. There's not going to be no no. They're like, "Dude, no the conflict. same company, same company." They just oh, want man. you. Man, yeah, yeah. Oh, so in demand. So yeah. at this point, I'm like, you know what? It's obvious. It's this, obvious. This is what yeah. life is. But these things facilitated themselves. Yeah. I didn't reach out. The emails came to me. You're so real about that. So what do you think about that, Curtis? Do you think- I mean, that- first of all, I, I I was waiting for that part where, I, where he's going to give me some controversy, and I was going to be like, I can't ride with that because yeah. of the way you posed it. But I mean, honestly, everything that you're saying, I completely uh, I completely rock, rock with. I mean, whether you believe in a higher power, whether you believe in the universe, whatever you call it, you know, um, I always say, you know- you're going to get signs of, of when you need to continue. Like even me, I say last year and I'll be very, very candid about it. Last year I had, you know, probably one of the best managers in LA, one of the best PRs in LA. And, you know, they were setting me up with situations, set me up with different opportunities. I was meeting people that highly respected within this industry, but, the more I started seeing the success there, even when DX gave me the top 25 album of the year, like you would think that that would have me on cloud nine. And I was very appreciative of everything. I loved it, but it didn't fulfill me. It, did it translate into something or was it just like, well, didn't, did you see anything come the, from that? The thing that was translating wasn't a hundred percent where my heart was. So even the music wasn't a hundred percent where I wanted to be. Like it was, it was, it was pretty close, but there's a lot of things that I wanted to do differently. Like I wanted to release music more frequently. I wanted to, you know, um, strengthen up my email list. I wanted to do a lot of things that, you know, I don't think necessarily my management or my PR would have understood at that point in time. And maybe they would have, but I, I just wanted to run my own plays and I wanted to be in a situation where I could fail again. Cause I felt like I had, they were so good at what they did that they protected me from failure. But and the, but your artistic side was like my wasn't artistic fulfilled. Side, even my business side. Oh, my even business, your business. Even side. my okay. like they they took care of the business, but at the same time, it was an extension of their businesses. Mm. Me myself, I am my own business. Like Curtis King, the producer, the software developer, the you know the leasing producer, the artist himself, the performer, the you know spoken not the spoken word, but the uh, the, the the public speaker. All of these things are my business, but I wasn't able to see the full extensions of those without having someone tell me, you know, do this and don't do that because I'm their business. I'm part of their businesses. So I, it's actually a black eye. If I'm going out there on my own and I'm doing things that they don't agree with, it doesn't look good on them. So it had nothing to do with them. It was absolutely with me that I had a lot of things I wanted to do. And what I started seeing was that the more success that I had, the universe or God was telling me, look, Look, you're still not happy. And and if you're looking for these things to make you happy, the success is going to get more and more, but it's not going to make you happy. For somebody else, they may look at that and say, well, you're crazy. You should have continued to go on. But I look at it like, you know, I've been in, in mansions of, you know, artists and producers, and I've been around, I looked around there, and I've seen like the most beautiful of houses, and if and I've seen it feel absolutely cold, and and it doesn't feel how how, you know, how an apartment has felt before for me, how loving it can be in an apartment, a two bedroom apartment where, you know, everybody in that house or everybody in that apartment loves each other and everybody in there, you know, wants to see each other succeed. There's more love there than it is in a 16 house mansion. And for me to see that and not be for myself, I looked around and said, damn, if five years later this happened to me and I was here, I wouldn't be happy still. Nothing about this makes me happy. Physically touching these walls, touching the floors and imagining that this is mine. It doesn't do shit for me. So for me, it was like, okay, so what really fulfills me? And I needed to find that journey. And the first thing I did was, you know, I parted professional ways with my manager and the PR. And I let them know, like, I got to go find it. I got to go find my happiness. 
Um, I need to find what it is that's going to fulfill me. And I'm telling you, you know, I made one video called The Biggest Lie in Hip Hop where I talk about, you know, sort of the, the separate the separation between the young and the young, the young and the old uh, uh, in hip hop and how it's basically stunting the growth of the whole culture. And me being a middle aged rapper, I'm, I'm kind of on both sides where the young heads still respect me. I'm not too old for them. And the old heads respect me because I'm old enough to know better about certain things. So when I started doing that, when I did that video and I saw the response from that, when the authors of that book, the go giver hit me up personally to tell me how to, that video brought them to tears. When I started seeing you know, these, these YouTube views go out of crack, even like that biggest line hip hop on Facebook, I think did 90,000 views in like less than two days was 8,000 shares. Do you know, I've never had a music video for the in 10 years of my career, 11, 12 years. I've never had a music video that did that many numbers. And then it happened four other times when I did another video kind of similar to it, just kind of giving my knowledge. I saw that happen and I was like, it's a no brainer. Same thing you just said right now when you got that phone call from Fox. It was like, no, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, but I think my only question was, um, and I've answered that since is how do I make all that has make sense? I've never seen anybody else who's done everything that I'm doing right now. You know, how, how does it make sense? And, and then I just had the, had the thought that, you know, why not you be the first? Why not? And that's something that I had to fight too against is like, um, uh, the, the, well, the, because I am, the, I will be the one, or right. I am the one. Right. And if, everyone thinks there's the one, everyone thinks yeah, there's the absolutely. one that'll make it. Absolutely. Yeah, like, but like, in my case, it's like true, because like, yeah. look at the track record. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and, and I'm yeah. sure that's like, and, and then you struggle with that. Yeah. Because automatically, since you haven't seen it done, or it's not done in this direct path, mm-hmm. there's the doubt of like, is, uh, what's, what's happening? Right. What, what is going on? Right. But your track record, your momentum is mm-hmm. saying you're heading in this direction. And you know what? You know what helps too? I read this book called Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell. And one thing he says is that the process of any success is in the beginning that, you know, people try to deny you to do it. Don't do it. That's stupid. Don't do it. That's, that's a bad idea. Right. The second step is, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but the second step is you actually are stupid because you still don't know everything that you're doing. You make mistakes. Right. The step after that is, you know, you start to put the work in and people start to realize, man, you're a hard worker. They still don't give you the full like props. Right. right? Right. Yeah. And then the step after you're a hard worker is you're really knowledgeable. Like you're really like you're doing this for a long time. People, you know, they gravitate towards you after the knowledgeable. You become a genius in people's eyes. Dude, I. That is so. F- I've never. I've never. <laughs> but when you understand the process, it makes it makes you more. I've comfortable. lived through that process. You lived that, right? I, so, yeah, I've never yeah. seen anyone like define it like that because right. I, I think I'm. I think I'm on the third step. What you say it was four, right? So I mean, I mean it, 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 you're pretty much like four because or five, the first yeah. one, everyone was like, "Come on, dog." Like, yeah, get, bro. Everybody's like, like "Come on, nah, you, you nah, know nah, you nah, can't nah. do that." The like. second <laughs> one, you you don't know if you're doing it right. You don't. So you might be dumb. You're like, uh, I guess. You might buy too much equipment. Dude, you may buy the wrong trust equipment. Trust me, yeah. I, I had sta- <laughs> I had mics stands that wouldn't that wouldn't stay up. So so tone deaf is like, yo, okay, yeah. yeah. And he's like, just, just just forget it, bro. I'm just yeah. gonna hold it. And that's where it came from. Like he, he's just like, I'm just gonna grab it. Right, right. So now it's this. Yeah. Now it's yeah. handheld. Now this is becoming your part and of the process. And it's better because it's it's like okay, you're more cautious of where your mouth is compared mm-hmm. to the mic. Yeah. Instead of you're just here, just put it anywhere. You're like yeah, bro. I'm like fucking. Even learning the difference between an omnidirectional microphone and what that's capable of doing, you learn that because of the process. Right. And people right. look at that and they quit before they even learn that stuff, not realizing that these are part of the process. If you are patient enough with yourself and you have enough confidence to move past the stupid 
side because we're all going to be do stupid things. If you can if move you past make that, it to the stupid, if you make it to the stupid, right? Because there's the, the people. There's a lot of people going to stop you to try, stop, to try to stop you from doing that. People it, you love, not intentionally. That's just yeah. That's just oh, what dude. they logically think. They logically say, but they're there's right. There's no way that this can. Do. And they're right. In, in a lot of ways, right? there's, there's a lot of evidence. I say, I say this. I can't say they're right only because you and I are both the 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 exceptions to that rule. There's because mo- a lot of exceptions, exceptions to it, right? It means ex- you're the right. only times or one of the you're an example of the times that it does work. And and I'll say this that I I think that not that they're right, but I say that they have enough evidence yeah. to support their claim. Right doesn't necessarily mean they're right. Sure, yeah, yeah same mean, way yeah. that 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 that, that, that but that, they're not wrong. Right, because because they're like, I mean, that's playing semantic, but yeah, for sure, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. okay. Because oh, oh, you're you're not gonna make it as a rapper, right? But there are rappers that have made it, right? So that makes but them wrong. Here's the thing but, about it: who, but what is making it? See now you're not, that's and a then that becomes thing, a conversation a of of if they think making it is being on BET and MTV, yeah. like well then that's one aspect of it. Yeah. There's people right now on BET and MTV who have less money than somebody working nine to five right now, right? And it, that's not is that success in them? Yeah. You know, and yeah. and when you define what does it mean to make it as a rapper for some for somebody, it may be I just want to be able to be a touring artist on a regular basis. I want to be able to sell merchandise on a regular basis. Right. Guess what? That person is an absolute absolute success because this is what they define success to be. So that's why I say like it's really hard to just say black and white that they're right or they're wrong. It's just I, I don't I don't I think that they have enough evidence to support their doubt. Either way, it's mm-hmm. very easy to be discouraged by on the first. Oh step. man, because it's people it's people it's people that I love. What do you people think that the percentage is like? Yeah. Maybe like seventy percent of people and once they reach I'd the first. Say it's ninety five. You think it's not? And then the rest think, are all think, squeezed in, in that I think, five. I saw a quote in um this book right here that I'm reading. I keep quoting these books, but it's yeah. a book by uh by Jeff Olson called The Slight Edge. He said. He said, "95 percent of people in this life will not accomplish the goals that they set out to accomplish. Why? Most of them don't write it down. Most of them make excuses. Most of them have things happen to them, and they say that's the reason I had a kid. I can't do this. Yada yada yada. But 95 percent of people are going to end up becoming critics for other people. They're going to say mm. they're going to tell their kids, you 'You're not going to be able to do this. You can't.' Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. I mean, I never was good in sports. Why? Why will you be good at sports? But." He said that we, we don't make statues for the 95%. We make statues and we uh, memorialize people who are the 5%. Right. Anybody you think of that's a statue right now yeah. is somebody that was wildly unique as a character or, or, or somebody who was just bold enough or maybe even stupid enough to just do it. Like Jim Carrey wrote a blank check to himself for $1 million when he was in a, he was homeless in, in a car mm-hmm. and then he gets a call a, a week later about being in his first full length movie for the mask. So these things happen to people who are, are, are bold enough and, and, you know, like I said, sometimes stupid enough or just having the, the, the heart to say, you know what? I know it looks very bleak right now, but I have a vision. Like I had to do that even with my fiance. Like there's been times where things look very bleak on our end. And it's like, I know that, I've been selling beats for years right now, but I'm telling you something about this leasing business is going to change my life. I really believe that, but you got to believe it with me. Yeah. Like she's like, I understand, but st- still put your application in the in and out. Yeah. Cause we yeah, need, you know, we, we, we got to take care, right? Exactly it's, it's the reality it goes, of it. Yeah. But, at, and there's enough evidence to support that because the last few years, you know, th- but that doesn't make it right. That makes it that is enough evidence to support it. And I tell you, once I redefine success, even now, like I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of people who are like, you know, uh, uh, you know, you work with this person and work with this person. And they think that defines my success, not realizing that I've had placements for the last 10, 11 years and through leasing my, my music, at least in my beats, 
I made more money within the first two months than I did the entire 10 years getting those placements. But for somebody else, they don't understand that because they look at that and say, well, you know, it's about the, the, the accolades. It's about the fame. And it's like you can't take the you can't take fame on a Friday to the bank and cash that in. I like that. You can't. Like they're gonna look at you like that's nice. But I was, hey, I was, I, I was on the cover. I've been on the blog, yo. You look, know how many Twitter look, followers I have? You, Do you know? I, look, I'll tell you right now. When I was living in, when I was living in, uh, in San Bernardino uh, with the homie Jinx, like we was in an apartment building, and I got my first placement with Glasses Malone, right? And you know, I got paid for it, but I ended up having to pay my manager the majority of it because she was like a stand-in PR before she became my manager. So I had to pay her for some back services. So pretty much my whole check went to her, right? But I mean, that was just doing business. But then I looked and I was like, damn, I'm broke. And then I'm like, yo, I just want to go to the to the liquor store. There's a liquor store next to us. I was like, I just want to go to the liquor store and just read the article and see if they mention my name. Bro, when I tell you I went to the liquor store, walked in there and looked inside the magazine and saw my name get mentioned, I had to close it up and put it back on the, on the stand. Why? Because I couldn't even afford to buy the magazine that just mentioned my first placement. And they're saying I have a standout track. Right. And, you know, Jinx ended up buying a magazine for me. But it was like I couldn't even afford the four dollars. So for somebody to tell me that that's success when now it's like we're not even talking about whether I can buy a magazine. We're talking about, you know, how can me and my fiance now become first first time home buyers you know what i mean we're not talking about you know whether or not i'm at the grammys i don't care i don't want to be at the grammys in 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 you know not and this is not a side to anybody who's sacrificing to do that if that's your goal but the end goal is not the grammys like the end goal has always been for my family to not have to worry financially about things and for me to be able to express myself and use integrity and do it and, and, and express myself in a way that's authentic to who i am and at the same time, provide something that's of value to the people around me. So if I can do all of these things, which are very, very possible and is happening right now, why wouldn't I do it? I'm doing myself a disservice. It's actually a sin for me to not take advantage of all of these talents that, you know, God gave me. But I had to make it make sense. And, like, and that's the process. And me understanding the process when I read that, it made my heart so warm because I was like, OK, I'm not crazy. Cause you think you're crazy. Like maybe I am crazy for doing this because nobody else I know in my family has ever accomplished what I'm doing right now. So it's like, what track record do I have to build off of? Latest every morning when you wake up. Oh, gosh, told me not to sing on this, but I promise you, I. I feel like mystical. Hey, come on, let me get this. Like, I don't really got too much to say, but glory. I'm just trying to live my day to day, no worries. I don't really got too much to say, but glory. I'm just trying to live my day to day, no worries. See, this is what I dreamed of. Would you believe it? That little butthead turned into a genius Okay, you're beavis if you wanna let my sister tell it She's still my biggest critic even when it feels compelling But I'm hot now and ain't no need to backtrack Keep on if you catnap or keep up with the Snapchat I be up at the ass crack of dime trying to find stacks Plus I tell my wife, you know you bond with your fine ass Homie, why you lying with your lying ass? Please tell the truth, man, I promise I admire you that All I'm trying to do is kick your game like an almanac If Maya moving on, well please tell me where Maya at Damn, Daniel, back 
back at it again with them crazy ass verses, man. It's crazy ass coats. Bouncing like Kirby through the mountains in a hurry. I was buried in these books and then I came up with a hug like. I really got too much to say, but glory. I'm just trying to live my day to day. No worries. I don't really got too much to say, but glory. I'm just trying to live my day to day. No worries. I used to wish I was a little bit taller so I could be a baller. But now I'm living good, even though I ain't balling. They love me in the hood, cause I keep it kinda honest. Lately I've been feeling super fake like a tonk. Fake it till you make it, man. You're faking with your pockets. Fake it till you man, that's the mother problem. I pay for some YouTube views, but never comments. These blogs don't love me, my dude. I'm an imposter. Just so I can hear from my peers, I got it poppin'. Just so I can pee with my peers, it's kinda complex. Now I run around with no fear, call me Colossus. Man, you've been around for some years at every concert. I remember I was angry with you. You stopped coming to show, stupid, blamed it on you. But guess who's home like the prodigal son? Feeling just like mystical with bottles around. I really got too much to say, but glory. I'm just trying to live my day to day, no worries. I don't really got too much to say, but glory. I'm just trying to live my day to day, no worries. It's like the last sip of Kool-Aid on a sunny day It's like the last of ice cream when you're feeling down Glory Don't it feel so sweet? Say the children Say the babies Curtis King for president Oh gosh, the Yoda's for president Two presidents, one term The Chill Palace Now and forever Glory. Cause you be mentally killing my inner energy So I'm concealing my feelings before you injure me I can't listen to you When I listen to you I feel like a mini me Cause when I kick you my dreams you call them little league Why you belittle me? Why you gotta go in on me? I can't listen to you When I listen I be doubting my ability But you be tripping, you be flipping like a trampoline So I be dipping, I be out of your vicinity I can't Look around the corner for some inner peace But that's better than a shoulder full of enemies I need to carry this moment into my memories I can't listen to you Step 
out the boat and walk the water You said you wanna have a talk, well maybe tomorrow I found gold when I left you at the harbor I can't listen to you See, I can't afford to walk in your shoes You got me out of tune, so I ignore you I need an auto-tune just to record you I can't I seen the grass got greener on the other side I seen the snakes got meaner when the sun arrived I made you hit the John Cena with your covered eyes I can't listen to you I'll admit it, I'm a harshest critic I get lost in my thoughts and get off my mission Who would have thought my biggest obstacle was my potential? I can't listen to you things about being an artist or following an artistic dream right that uh, to anyone outside looking in it looks selfish oh yeah right oh yeah absolutely and so then uh anyone that's looking outside and, and i'll give you an example let's say um uh you and your girl you live right. in your house right <clears throat> uh mother-in-law or or, or right, cousins right, of right. this da, 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 da. first thing is like why is he gone all the time? He's gone all the time. He's yeah, gone all the time, yeah, really? Yeah. He's not going to go to dinner with us? Oh, he's gone all the time. He's right. Like, and it, it starts to look bad, right? Because they right. don't know you're fucking busting your ass. Yeah, they don't know you're working hard. Absolutely. They don't know you're trying to develop something. They don't absolutely. understand it. And then your girl kind of gets it. She understands. She sees it in you. Right. And she loves you. And she loves you for who you are. And if you stop doing this, then you, you wouldn't be you. You're not going to be you. So she wouldn't love the right, same you, right? Right, right And right. so she understands and she gets it. But she's also... A wife or a girlfriend, a fiance, you have kids. She's maybe still a woman. She's, yeah, she's still, still a woman. and she's yeah, like, she has, she has her needs. Look, I love you to death, but I'm getting yeah. older too, and, yeah. and I'm waiting on you to do your thing. And if you're not going to do it, then, you know, that's fine. But I need to go to school or I need to develop. What? Right. So right. You're, you're, it looks selfish. Yeah. But what they don't understand is that uh, it's because it, it looks selfish because it looks like a choice. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's but, really I mean, not a choice if you're like artistically expressing yourself because yeah. like this is what I need to do to be me. And that's you know what the crazy thing about it, even even if you weren't an artist or, or in an artistic field, this is the the life of an entrepreneur. They always say an entrepreneur. Dave Ramsey says the entrepreneur is somebody that's willing to live a few years like nobody else so they can live the rest of his life like nobody else. Exactly. You yeah. know, and if and if that if 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 that somebody else or I'm sorry, if that life includes your family, that's what you want for your family. You want you want you don't want your like me myself like I grew up went from, you know, LAUSD school district and, you know, some teachers that didn't really give a damn. I don't want you know, my, my, my stepson to be in a situation where that's a, that's an issue. Like, I don't want, you know, my sisters to have to rely on a man for, you know, uh, uh, assist them financially for college. I want to be able to do these things. I want to be able to put my mom's in the house that, you know, that, that she calls home and she's very proud of. Like, I want to be able to do these things, but you know, uh, it does require, I think it does require a level of selfishness. And I think that once you come to grips with it and once you understand that it's times that I'm sitting in here in this, in the same room and I'm making a beat and I've been working on it for the last four or five hours and I'm blasting music out. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of like invading on everybody else's space. Like they don't really get a time to just relax because of me. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm aware of it, but at the same time, you know, I try to remind them, I try to involve them in the process and say, look, this is what I'm doing. Um, you know, this is why it's important for me to be, you know, efficient and consistent with it. And I think when you involve them and once you let them know, like, this is what's going to ultimately give us what, what the life that we want to live and then making sure that's the life that they want. Maybe they don't want that. Maybe they, they're happy with the life that you already have. And that's when you got to have a, have a talk that, you know, me as a man, there's things that I want to do and I have goals and it does become a selfish goal, but it's for the sake of anybody that's with you, your family. And, but just coming to grips with the honest that it is. It is a selfish journey. It's, it's, it's a selfish journey to begin down first because yeah. it's almost for selfish reasons. So as an MC, you're like, oh, it's uh, it's it's like, oh, I, I have something that they don't have. I'm gonna right. go and you're ill and you're good. Right. It's like that the kid like he's with the basketball. Yeah, he yeah. discovers he has a shot. Like, oh, I can shoot. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. so now it's like, yo, <laughs> oh, I, hey, oh, I can rap. Oh, okay, and right. I, I can write and I got the imagery down. Like, okay, so now it's it, you know it becomes selfish because you want to prove to yourself and right. and it's, it, it involves you. But as you if if you apply it in real terms and in reality, mm-hmm. and then you add all these different layers to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a man, yeah, right yeah, now yeah. you're getting now you, now it becomes a thing where it's like, um, not only is it something that I want to do, mm-hmm. I'm honestly and I feel that I am good enough to get to that oh, level. Yeah, especially when you know you have the capability of doing it. I just need everyone else need to see this. I need we, we gotta be. But in they're unison. not gonna see it if my if my little candle flick is small. I need to beat a, yeah. a fucking. Yeah. I need a bonfire to Absolutely. just. So you gotta build and build and throwing and, and, sticks and, to the and fire and build it and build it. And, and that's why we were talking about this about Fourth of July too. That's why when you have your moments where you're with them, you know you're able to show them a bit of the fruits of the labor. You can't give it all because you don't want to just throw away all your profit. It's not throwing away, but you don't want to just give away all your profit and never have growth, but you want to take them places somewhere. You want to take them places where it's like, you know, uh, uh, you know, taking my stepson to go see wrestling or, you know, taking him to go to his first hockey game. Just things that, that are like, we couldn't do this four years ago because we were in an apartment and you weren't making enough money from your beats. Now it's like, you know, if, if I want to go to the movies, as a, we went to the movies as a family. That's not even a question. This is right. a matter of if we feel like going, you know, right, but right, right. before it wasn't always like that. We, you know, it, it was like literally Netflix and chill and not because like it was a choice like that. We had no cable. We had nothing else. And it was like, and I hate, <laughs> I hate to go down this path because I don't want people to think I'm trying to discourage them. 
Right. And I'm not, it, look, this is what I tell anyone. Whenever I do anything that involves hip hop, it involves what I do. Mm-hmm. I never, ever have any ill intent for it. Absolutely. The only thing I want to do to hip hop is contribute something new, contribute what I feel is my Fresh artistic voice. value. Absolutely. And that's what I want to do. So whenever I say something, don't take it in a negative way. But mm-hmm. I do think it's important for you to be realistic with yourself. And this is the example that I'm saying. If I did not get those results, if if the scene didn't respond and the interviews didn't come out right and I see that life wasn't like egging me on, like pulling me towards it, I would have, knowing me, because that was where my line was like, if this doesn't work, Mm -hmm. then I need to step back because I got family depending on me. I cannot be this forever. But, uh, so it's important for you to be realistic with mm-hmm. yourself. If you've been rapping, and I don't know, like you're saying, you set your own goals. Right, and if right. you can't reach those goals, l- assess the situation because maybe it's not what life has in store for you. Right. My right. goal is not to be a millionaire. Like right. being rich, having money, dude, that's a right. byproduct of where I'm going to go. That's right. going to come. It's right, going to come right, and it's right. going to go and I'm going to do Venice Ventures and I'm going to get money stolen. I'm going right. to be whatever it is. Right. <laughs> th- th- that, I'm not worried about that. It's a byproduct of it, right? It's a byproduct mm-hmm. of what I consider success. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for the next guy, um, being a millionaire is the is their goal. Exactly. It's what right. they want to do. It's, it's what they envision. They want that Lambo or and they want to have and, the stacks. And, 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 and Ty Lopez said it one time. He was like, he doesn't, he doesn't see an issue with that because he doesn't see issue with somebody who sees it. Like I'm not that person. Like I don't, I've never had a thing for cars like that. Like yeah. I'm probably, it's probably one car that I like, I love to death and I could probably get that, you know, within a year. And it's not even like a, yeah. a crazy car, but what, what but, is it? What does not say? Uh, uh, what is, oh, what does it say? When you want the car, you can't afford it. By the time you can afford it, the car's not important. Yeah, it's not even important, right? right? It's not even your, like your priorities are yeah. completely different. So yeah. that being said, it's like I don't desire those kind of things. But he said, if if you are that person, and if that's what it takes to get your ass up and and go try to start your first business and 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 go to business school or do the things that that you're required to do to get this happening, if it if it if it gets you up to get your DBA, go do it. Even though it's a very shallow reason. I was going to say, but don't no, you think that's kind of a, a no, slippery slope? It is a slippery slope. Because like, if you don't that's want that to your... be the sole reason, but here's the thing about it. It's soulless. If you put yourself in a, it is soulless, but if you put yourself in a situation where you start to align the things like small wins, I believe in small wins. When you line small wins and you see what you're capable of doing, naturally, your goals are going to change. Because once you start plat, so once you start getting level and you start leveling up, you start to say, that car is not so much of a of a distance away, and naturally the people that you're around will change your your environment's going to change. The people you work with is going to change. You know, once you start seeing success, it's almost like somebody who, you know, uh, uh, who's never been good at video games. They find a video game that they're they're really good at, and they're like, I will play one level. Okay, I play two levels. There's mm-hmm. no there's no incentive. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like I just play. You mm-hmm. know, and then they end up being in tournaments. You know, uh, a year later, <laughs> okay. and it's like, how do you end up this forty-five-year-old, yeah. yeah. you know, in a Street Fighter Two tournament, and you just efficient at it because right. you're good at it? That's the thing about it is that you gotta just find the things. It's, it's the same thing to me. It's the same mentality as taking a pre-workout before you go work out. Like you don't want to have to rely on a pre-workout, but if that's what it takes to get you up, I don't and jump in it. Look, like I okay. and, and, and for Come me, on, when I first jumped in there, like that was my biggest thing was like, I was I was motivated, but I didn't have the energy. I needed an extra boost. I don't even take pre-workout anymore. I've been in there for so much and it's so uh, 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 a mechanical thing that I don't even desire to have it. I have it. I don't even use it anymore because now it's like 
I have the energy to do it. But guess what? From me naturally doing the process and 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 and, and using very shallow things like a pre workout, you don't need your body doesn't need a pre workout. It's basically healthy caffeine. Your body doesn't need it, right? Right. But for me to now do it in that very shallow way, it opened up opportunities for more substance. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you're a young kid, your mind is probably not I'm open with to certain you, things, right? But- but what I'm saying is, um, it's very easy to uh, negate those those lessons, right, and not learn from them if your pursuit is money, because right. money is it flees, right? It, it goes so easily that you before you realize it, but you see, you're saying this as a man with perspective, right? You're saying this yeah. obviously, me and you would never have that that right. as something to drive us, right? Because that's that's not. That's not I enough. never understood it. Like, dude, right. I, I, put, I, I, people are like, come on, everyone wants to be rich. It's right. like, dude, being rich first, I'm with it. I get, right. I get the appeal of it, but I don't want to die a rich man. Then that's it. See, but you're talking about the ethics of it from the perspective of somebody who has lived the life. We're talking about Ty Lopez got this from the body, the the book of bodybuilding from Arnold Schwarzenegger, who. You know, when he asked him, you know, what was your motivation day by day to get back in there? He's like, I just wanted all the ladies to, you know, to 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 see that I'm appealing to him. Look where that drive took him. Now, I'm pretty sure after a certain point when he's competing in these different bodybuilding, it's not about the girls as much anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. it's still about that. But once you get to that, you get to that situation, you're going to find yourself in that car. You're going to find yourself with that money and realize Okay, I'm not fulfilled. And I think you'll realize it even before you get that car, before you get that. You'll still desire it because it'll be having a nostalgia value to it. But I think you'll get to that point. But at least you got to that point. And and if if you lie to yourself and you say, well, I want it to be for my family. And then you get in an argument with your mom the next the next day and you, you're talking about how much you hate each other. Then what is it for now? Make it something that you just be honest with yourself yeah, 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 and, and, and go. Yeah, and I'm saying this is not this this is not a cookie cutter for everybody. But I'm saying if that's who you are, like some people, you I know you've met some people who they don't really have too much depth to them. They just like you Plenty. know what do you do? Yeah. Like hey, you know I just yeah. you know I I clean my car. No, no. You know what I'm saying? No, I go to work and you no, know I go pick up chicks. You know, smoke and then yeah. I pick up chicks tomorrow. Like that's just yeah. their life. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm not here to say and, that. And that's it doesn't a, make them a bad person. Look, that's yeah, what look. I tell people. Like yo, just because yeah. uh, you 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 can't have this in depth conversation right. with someone right. doesn't mean that they're a bad. They're just they're just not that look, dude. They're and, not that and, person and, that's and, gonna understand this if you true. Tell them that. And so Gary V says if you're happy, if that if you're happy, you already won. You won the game. If you're happy. None of the advice that he gives but you as an I entrepreneur, think you're happy. You the won. plight of the artist is that you're never really happy. And right? I think that's the bigger problem is that you have not solidified what a win is, what success is. And, you know, the 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 biggest thing, the, the worst thing you could do when you find yourself in a situation of failure, maybe a project came out and nobody else, you know, nobody retweeted it. Nobody gave it love. No blogs picked it up. The worst thing you can do is just sit still. Right. I, I believe in attacking failure with action. Now, I do believe in it in, 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 you know, being slightly retrospective and understanding like, OK, these were the things I can grow from. But I do believe in actively going forward and saying, no, we got to we got to get up. We have things to do. There's other things to do, whether it's features, whether it's I need to start a YouTube series of freestyles every week where I kind of promote my album and we still continue to make this a marathon of a promotion. I think that a lot of artists, they have a failure. And they instantly get into blame mode into, you know, this person is the reason why this is a failure or they start pointing the finger or they start getting on Facebook and boohooing about how the industry is changing and how record sales are not. The, and it's like that doesn't apply to you. If you would have sold, 
you know, if you would have set a goal of 100 copies and you sold 200, how would you not have looked at that? You would have looked at that as a success. But you have to set realistic, you have to, not even realistic goals, you have to set goals that get you up. It's goals that scare you. Goals that make you say, same thing with you. When you say, look, if in two years I don't get this going, like in a serious way, I'm not going to be doing this. And I'm pretty sure at that point in time, that was a very serious thing to you. People need goals that scare Dude, them. Dude, on my calendar, I bought, had a two. Oh and man. I circled it. You got to do it. And if, and if I said, and if, and I don't mean, I don't mean rock another show because I've rocked shows. I don't mean open right. for people. Opening doesn't mean anything. Right, I mean, right. if there's not a substantial mark mm-hmm. saying you're heading in the right direction, right? I have to be honest with Look. me, my family, because there's this, this, I don't, I'm not young. I'm not 20 to be like, oh man, right, I'm right. I got I four got years to waste. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Dude, I'm th- 28. And yeah. like the time was clicking. Right. And then the, same. the two yeah. years came and there had been an amazing two years. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't set that record and if I hadn't met those goals. Right. And some of them were very clear goals. It was like, right. uh, you will sit down with blank, mm-hmm. circle it. And then and gonna what, what, what's going to get me there? Emails, tweets, uh, uh meet goals, bug them at the show. Right. What's going to get me there? And then it finally came to a point where it was like, okay, cross that name off. And then See, what's and, the next and, one? And then and, and I and I hope that your listeners are hearing what you're saying right now. That is the most overlooked thing that people overlook all the time because people believe that their minds are and every mind is powerful, but people believe that their minds are just these super notebooks. But there's so many ideas that we forget about, so many ideas we overlook, and you writing those things down are actually you putting the putting the responsibility into the universe. You're saying, look. This I need you. I need this of you. I'm going to work for it. But universe or God, I need this of you. OK, this is what I'm writing down. It's in stone now. Right. Um, Same thing I did. Like I have a notebook, a, a composition notebook. I've written I've probably in the last 12 years, I've wrote down more lyrics than I've wrote down ideas. And I'm embarrassed to say that not to this year that I get a composition book. And I said, I'm not going to write not one rhyme in there. This whole book is going to be full of ideas. I'm going to put into action. I'm going to steal it. Huh? I'm gonna steal it. You gonna steal it? <laughs> not, not that book, <laughs> right? Right. But that idea. But that, but of you, right the, you did that. Oh, wait. Well, I feel oh, like you did dude, that. There's, a, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a, one of the day we started the show, mm-hmm. and I got my first interview. It's dated on the top, and yeah. then, then we, we collaborate. Who would you? But most of them are mine. Like for, honestly, right. it's just like my favorite MC that I've always wanted to talk to. Right, right, right. There's over 30 names on there. We've been able to cross off over 15 and i crossed off the number one list i'm saying but you know one. what and you know what the list is and, and, you, and it's there you, and, you still back, and the thing is and you the wrote guilt. it down and then you're like every letter every letter that you put down is 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 a letter of conviction and a letter of commitment that says look i'm going to make this happen i physically took the time to write this down i did something that i believe 95 percent of people do not do mm-hmm. they will not write it down mm-hmm. they'll put it in their phone and then they their phone you know uh uh uh, crashes or they you know drops in the water and they lose all their notes yeah. whatever the case may be people are not writing this down and you just have to start exactly where you're at and just stop being lazy you gotta write it down and so on this notebook that i have there's a quote in the beginning it says if you have a goal write it down if you don't write it down you don't have a goal you have a wish mm. yo i like that yo so yeah. when, when i took that seriously that book is full of every episode of Artist Marketing 911. I write down nine points that I, I want to cover. Every episode of Producer Motivation, nine, about nine to ten just, just subtopics that I want to cover. And it keeps me efficient. I got even ideas in there where I said, you know, this is what I, I imagine my streams of income to be this year. 
And then it starts happening. Mm. I put YouTube at the beginning of the year. I was making 18 bucks on YouTube a month. Mm -hmm. Embarrassingly, right? Right. And by by a byproduct of me writing it down, I was more open to information around me. A buddy of mine said, hey, would you be interested in this YouTube optimization class? I said, I never heard of that. But yeah, for sure, I'll do that. Do you know that I took the YouTube optimization class and within a month, I took it from 18 bucks to 140 bucks a month just Holy from shit. YouTube. Yeah. I'm, all I'm doing is uploading <laughs> videos of YouTube. Right, I'm not, right, right. I'm not, I don't have to pay for advertising. I want that class. Where's the, oh, you know what? JamesWedmore.com. I'm, I'm so, I'm so, um, <laughs> first, I'm so scattered and, and, and I'm right. I, I, shamefully like just everywhere that I, I, I don't want to sound so douchey, but there's so many like opportunities that I don't know right. where to go. <laughs> I'm, dude, I bullshit you not. I'm yeah. like, well, you know, Fox Sport wants you to, you know, contribute more time and do this mm-hmm. stuff. And they're like, yo, but if, you know, if you really, if they really get serious, you might have to do this or do that. Yeah, and yeah. the podcast might not be available yeah. Yeah, yeah. anymore. So now I'm like, so do I want to go super hard and then right. maybe give this up? Or do I just want to keep a certain pace and then blow this? Like, I don't know where to go, what direction you know what? My, to head my into. Motto, my motto is why not? My motto is, is, is I'm not going to let somebody else define what I'm capable of doing. I need to be there hands on because it's going to come a time where you're going to pursue that other thing and somebody's convinced you that this is what you want and you may feel like man i really miss my podcast because that fulfilled something in me and something that i don't speak on a whole lot because it just felt good right maybe you do need to maybe that needs to be something that you only can know if you're not capable of doing maybe the one thing becomes so much of a responsibility and then you got to weigh it you got to weigh responsibility you got to weigh whether or not this is something that makes sense even me like you know i love performing but there's no way that I'm going to be driving back and forth from L.A. every other day for just gas money when at home I can be I'm creating this business of Curtis King Beats. If I don't make beats, which is my highest selling product, if I don't make beats, I don't get paid <laughs> like that is a no brainer. Mm. So for me to be away from it and to just do, you know, and I mean, you got to sacrifice. There's certain shows that, you know, you just can't predict people are not going to show up to. But I can't be at every show. I can't right. even be at like right. some of the homie shows that I want to be at. I can't be at every show because this business is too important. And I'm willing to put this business in front of a lot of things because one, I built that. And two, I'm seeing success in it. And I know that the more I give it attention, the more growth that happens. When I saw that, it gave me a sense of pride to tell situations that I would have usually been like, oh, man, in the back of my mind, I really don't want to do this. But now I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do it because I have that confidence in knowing that no matter what, I'm going to be OK. You know, if things can go bad here and I still know even when I get worried, it's going to be OK. Mm-hmm. Me knowing that now gives me a clear mind when I go into L.A. and I meet an artist that maybe I even looked up to once at one point in time. And he's like, yo, we got to work. We got to work, fam. And I'm like. And my mom, I'm seeing him and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I would love to work with you, but if it doesn't make sense and that's in a literal sense and that's in a sense and it, if it doesn't make sense with scheduling, I'm not going to email you tracks. If we're going to work together, let's work together. Let's get in the studio. I'm, I, I've putting, like you said, I'm yeah. putting enough footwork. Mm-hmm. I'm putting enough work to know that I am not one of these young dudes that's going to go in there and, and not know what he's doing in there. Like I can bring something to every session that I'm in. I can contribute. I'm an artist myself. For me to know that and know what my value is, there's no way that I settle for less. So knowing that now, like it, it, it sort of tailors off my decision making to where when I was young, I was like, yo, let's get it. every show. Let's go. Let's go. Now it's like, well, is this show now taking food out of your stepson's mouth? Mm. Is this show that you're going to now taking away time that 
could have been spent with your with your you know with with your fiance watching a TV show on her only day off. Mm-hmm. Is this show absolutely necessary to go to, or is this just something that you selfishly want to do? And <clears throat> it sucks because I I get invited to so many shows by so many cool artists that right. I just feel bad disappointing them. Right. But like you said. Dude, it doesn't it doesn't fit oh, in no. this plan that Look, I'm going. And, if they and really it wasn't it's like you, you told me you yeah. like you said right now, you said um uh uh you know you're gonna be okay and you know what your worth is. So when right. it comes to talking business, right. you have this leverage. It uh, the what what they were doing is like, okay, look, for a first time uh uh for your first uh, uh radio contract, mm-hmm. dude, this is what they're offering and trust me, they're yeah. not gonna go and I'm like, Okay, well if that's what they're gonna give me, right, then uh then I I cannot do that. Right, because right. I know what you know, I can you, bring. You know what you're worth. And, and they're like, right. yeah, okay, but we don't want you to miss out on this opportunity right. just because you're not getting what you want. I'm like, I'm not getting, I'm getting, uh, uh, I'm going after what I know I deserve. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's unfair. And I wasn't right. asking for six figures. I was asking for uh, a decent wage for an entertainment business right. that I know I can deliver constantly. And right. there's a track record to prove that I can do this. Right. All right. But look, maybe, maybe they'll work with a little more. I'm like, look, it, I, here's the base. Right. And I think, right. I don't think this is unfair. And if I'm being completely crazy, let me know now. But yeah. this is what I feel I'm worth. Look. They ended up going like, all right. Now, yeah, uh, that, you, that, you that, that makes sense. Look, I, I always say this is my motto. I say, I say either I'm going to get the amount that I'm, I'm after or, Either you're gonna pay me. Here's it. Either you're gonna pay me the amount that I know that I that that I that I'm supposed to be getting, or I'm gonna stack a penny until I get there. So if I say a million dollars, and you say that's way out of our, there's no way you can do that. And I really believe that my work deserves that million dollars, and I don't, and I feel like that's really what the amount of the problem. Going back to the whole problem solving thing, if I solve a problem big enough that deserves that, that warrants that kind of money, I will stack a penny up until I get there. Mm. Because 95% of people won't do that. They're like, you're crazy. You'll spend the rest of your life doing that. Not realizing that, you know, um, even when you think about compound interest, you know, compound interest says that if you stack a penny for 31 days, it's going to be clear over $10 million. If you double that penny in value over 31 days, it becomes $10 million. Now, if you tell most people, if I, if you tell most people, look, I'll give you $2 million right now, you know, or I'll give you a penny that doubles in value for the next 31 days, they're going to be like, no brainer give me give me the 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 two million Mm -hmm. that penny doubles over time and you almost get triple the amount of money that you would have got from just that down payment so i'm really in here for the long game i I had to stop thinking about the short game because that was getting me in trouble and everything in hip-hop everything at these shows all these people are thinking short game they're thinking about like nah man you ain't trying to pay me for this and um nah man they're not thinking about long game nobody's willing to come back to doing things for free Right, yeah. because oh, the short game is uh, the the long game is look getting enough repetition on your belt, get good mm-hmm. at this, mm-hmm. come back in a year, yep. and then I'll pay you what you're worth. Yep. The short game is uh, no, pay me for the first show, pay me for the second yeah. show. Pay me for, it's like, dude, you you don't understand. And everybody's telling you that you like when you like for instance when I sold my first product for my uh my first drum kits, right? Everybody was like, man, you should be charging like sixty bucks for that, and I was like, no, I should charge nineteen bucks. I was like, for the amount of sounds that are in there and for the quality of the sounds and for the size of the problem, it's only drums. I'm not, I'm not giving you melodies for the size of the problem. I think 19 is fair to ask for. And I think that that's the size of the problem that I fix. Oh, you're crazy, man. You shouldn't do that. You now, shouldn't are do we, that. Again, looking at it with morals and st- because like, uh, right. I've been, uh, the, the goal of sponsors are like, Hey, the sponsors want to fuck with you. Right. They want to offer you this much. I'm like, dude, 
I, I can't take that because I can't deliver that worth of amount. Right. And well, if I, I mean, were to take yeah. it, now it's like if they were to go, okay, well, let's let's look at this. Let's break it down. Yeah. I'm going to look really foolish because I can't deliver six G's worth of this. See, and, but and I can do two. See, and that's that confidently. Goes, that goes back to knowing the size of the problem that you fix and, yeah. and really being realistic about that. And sometimes, you know, it's not always good. Like, I think a lot of artists make temporary decisions based upon no, they make permanent decisions based upon temporary setbacks oh absolutely I think a lot of artists will sign a deal and they'll be humans. like humans we just humans do that in right general. humans in general but i mean do that. since we're talking to a hip-hop audience i think it's, it's, it's like it's like that's what it is is that most artists make these permanent decisions for temporary situations and then be like man i'm stuck in this publishing deal yep. for the next 20 years of my life and i can't even get out of it i can't even like do the thing that i love because every time i do it i hate it more because mm-hmm. of who it's for even with a sponsor, I got like even somebody coming to me and somebody says, "Look, I'll buy your whole business for you know three million dollars," and I'm I look at them like, well, first of all, you know, how do you know that I value that here? Mm-hmm. We can have this conversation. But how do you know that I valued my business just as that? Mm-hmm. Second of all, what does it entail? Does it mean me giving up everything that I'm doing, mm-hmm. everything that I love, my purpose? Here I am at 31, my purpose. Am I, gonna, am I willing to give that up to you for three million dollars? And I look at that like you offer me a Happy Meal. You'll do it for $3 million, bro. No. For $3 million. Absolutely dog, dog. Not. If I come up to you and I give you $3 million, you'll be like, yeah, I'll I take you, you'll look, take I it, can bro. look you, you in the you, eye. You don't want to be a millionaire? I look you, you, don't be I look you right in the eye and I'll tell you that the day yep. after I accept that money, yep. I will not be fulfilled. Damn right. And I will look at it. And, and, and yeah. I know it sounds like <laughs> like very you know fantasy-like, but I think that once, and that's what I say, the more you read and the more you know, the more you find out you don't know. Mm-hmm. Because the more I start seeing how much is really not about the money and how really the money comes the moment that you focus on how can you be of service to the people. When you focus on that, you, you start running away from money opportunities because you realize that certain people see that you have something that they can never get. But the only way they can get it is to pay you for it. Mm-hmm. Or the only way they can do it is try to like cheapen you out, out of it or, or, you know, just it's almost like it's almost like the, the the millionaire who already has the money but he wants the fame he wants the women he wants the thing that his money can't can't bring like so he he signs a rapper you know and tries to get that through him you can't buy that you can't buy respect you can't buy genuine respect and you can't buy genuine love like you know what i mean like you can buy a lustful you know type of like but you can't buy love so that being said me knowing that and me me seeing the general reactions of people every single day of my life, somebody's telling me they appreciate what I'm doing um, through these videos that I'm doing, or somebody's telling me how my my website developing program has helped them, and uh, they're, they're telling me how you know my FL Studio online course is helping them make beats for the first time as a 14 year old, and nobody showed me that. To me, like three million dollars is like I, it's not even about selling out. It's just about yo, I'm gonna have that money and I'm gonna feel like. Again, it's gonna be a byproduct of your success of wherever you're headed. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. And they don't understand that because I've had this conversation with people that like, if I give you those three million dollars, you walk up and like, bro, trust me, man. Because a million (laughs) was not the quota. Like that's not the goal. It's not where I want to go. It's gonna happen. It's gonna come. I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna blow it. It's gonna make it a shiller one day. And then one day I'm not gonna have anything. Whatever, dog. (laughs) But what you know what I will have, and this is what I tell people. What um. You're in this business and what we're doing mm-hmm. in hip hop, mm-hmm. you're not going to get paid. Uh, the way you get paid a lot of the times is not monetary. 
Yeah. It's yeah. for me, what I treasure is the phone call I just did with Slim. The impact. That's impact. Right? The memories. That's impact. The 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 contributions that I have Straight done up. to this and a new way of mm-hmm. presenting hip hop, a new way of that I consider to be super dope. Right. And then people around her are reacting to that. The noise that it creates. Mm-hmm. That it because and then I'm thinking like what I was bringing up with the Fox thing is like, if I go with Fox, that's cool. I'm good. But what about these artists that I haven't interviewed? You're like, right. like uh, the, the artists won't get these interviews. They won't get this in depth. People mm-hmm. won't get to know them. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it won't have its own flourishness. Yeah, purpose. There's no purpose. So yeah. you come in my studio is cool. I make better memories coming to the artists right. almost 90% of the time yeah, because yeah. it's just more, it's just a better. Em- They're more I, comfortable in their environment. I met R.A. the Rugged Man in his hotel room three o'clock in the morning as he was packing to go to Russia. Oh, that's crazy. He's packing. Yeah, bro. Oh, I remember yeah that, no one will ever take that away from me yeah that's yeah. not worth three million bucks bro that is yeah. not worth it's not it's not it's not and, and and even like when you start throwing numbers out there is to me the higher you throw the number out there the more suspicious i become a hundred percent because i'm like wait a minute <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute yeah. wait a minute so if you're willing to put <laughs> yeah. if you if somebody i've never met is willing to put out 15 million dollars for this you mean to tell me that this has a capability of having 30 million it, because it'll be okay look Fifteen million dollars right now. Right now. If you take it, fifteen mil. And right that now. eagerness and you show like, me right now. That eagerness you show me is the same when I'd be like, no, did, did, no, because I, I know now you now you're exposing something <laughs> to me. Now you're exposing something that I probably didn't even know about my right, business. Right. Because the thing is, I don't sit here every day and be like, I think my business is worth forty million a day. I don't do that. Mm-hmm, I don't have enough mm-hmm, time to mm-hmm. to be sitting there thinking about that. I. But if somebody comes to you For like an that, outsiders looking connections here, beats here, right, name recognition. This is this could be worth a, this exactly. This could be twenty. Give you see 10. somebody's eyes light up like that, and you got to start thinking to yourself, "Wait a minute, hold on, hold on." So you just came in here and offered me this. You just went from five million now to twenty million. There's there's a story of, <laughs> of, of LeBron when he was in high school, and the the scouts were coming after mm-hmm, him, and mm-hmm. and I think it was like Nike. They're okay. like, "Yo, we're gonna give you. We want to sign to a hundred million dollar deal." Seventeen mm-hmm. year old LeBron living in whatever. Right. You know what? We want to give you ten million dollars now if you don't have any meetings with anybody else. Wow! Right? Yeah. He takes his check, goes back, talks to his people, blah, blah, comes back, hands him back the check, and says, "I can't do that." <laughs> goes back to home class. Yeah. Goes through his day. Man. And he ended up signing with them anyway. Right, 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 right. It made the deal it was made already sense. in the stars. But, Damn. but. Ten million dollars, and he goes, "I can't do that. I cannot not have meetings." Do you realize how I much confidence that takes in your in your own self, oh, knowing yeah. that? I mean, I think most people don't have that because they don't have this, the confidence in themselves. You're being realistic. A lot, of, most, I think, ninety five percent of people don't have that confidence to do that because they're thinking about the short game again. They're not thinking about, "I'm seventeen years old, and they're offering me this now." Can you imagine? And anything can happen. He could have did that very well, and. You know, never had that money again and had an injury or whatever. Stuff happens. But I think sometimes you just you get sort of a peek into your future and you know what's aligned with you to what you're doing. You know that you're responsible. You know that you're very weary about how you treat your body. You know that at 17, I'm being offered this. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine when I'm actually I'm not even in my full full game. I'm nowhere near my prime. I'm not even in my rookie mode. You know, uh, uh, LeBron, can you imagine what they'll offer me when I'm actually that guy that everybody's talking about. Yep. This is what they're giving me now. This is this is pennies compared to what what, what they're going to ultimately give me because I know who I am and I think that that probably put him in a better negotiation because now it's not a shoe in. We gave him 10 million as a 17-year-old. He said no. 
we're not a showing that we're going to get him at 20. And and, and it's important to, <laughs> to look at Nike now. And you're like, dude, that was a horrible business move because yeah. to an average 17-year-old, he would have been like, okay. Yeah. But the 17-year-old had a team he went back to. That team's like, they offered you this, go return it. What right. does that tell you? Right. That means they know you're going to get mm-hmm. way more somewhere else. And you got good people around you. And I think that's something else. good people so, around you. It made, you, it made you, sense. When you got good people, you got to keep good people around you, people who are sound individuals, people who represent you know, of course, you want to have people from your your roots, but you want to have people that represent where you ultimately want to go. You just don't want to have one circle of friends. I think it's healthy to have that circle of friends. It's good that, that you say this because yeah. I I won't say who it is, but uh, I'm sure you've met him. He's mm-hmm. he's an artist in the scene, super talented, one of the the coolest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he and he comes to me and he goes, "Dude, I don't know what to do. Uh, on one side, uh, I want to follow my artistic dreams, and I and I have vision, and I, and I have right. this." On the other side, I always got the friends telling me, "Oh, that's not what's happening right now. Though. That's not pro. That's not real. That's not true. That's right. not the way. We, you know, we, the hood though. Like the hood. What about the hood? What about right, the hood?" Right. And he's like, "I don't know if I don't know what to do. Like I'm. He's torn. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't know where to follow." And I told him, "Be sit, have a day of just solo you. Yeah. And do some soul searching because I think you're at the point in your career where it's gonna be." your old you mm-hmm. or go discover who the new you is oh, because yeah. the old you wants you to be old bro they wants you to be the old cat yep. that old dude but you as a man as you want to grow you want to grow you if you if you didn't want to grow you wouldn't be it wouldn't bother this. you not, but, none of that conversation would even bother so you. what do you do at that point curtis when it's like it's the homies yeah or it's this blank possibility now you want to remain honest and right. true and now, in that situation, it, it, it does become touchy. It's not as black and white as that. I mean, some people have like sometimes even like hood affiliations where they can't really just detach from people and go somewhere else. Like, thankfully for me, I've, I was never attached to any kind of like gang or any kind of any kind of set that was like you you abandon us. We make it hell for anybody who's living here mm-hmm. still. So in that situation, I think the only thing that you can do is, you know, keep an open line of communication until you're able to separate everything every every type of attachment from that you know you want to make sure that people understand like look I'm, as a man if you don't want to see me grow like this is why we can't have a relationship and it's not as easy as that but i think that that if you find the words to to, to say that yeah. if you find the words to tell somebody like look you love me right yeah i love you you, you know what i'm saying like i love you too and i want to see you win but in this environment, you already know how it is here. We're not going to win long. People like us, we don't make it till we 24, 25. We got to make a decision. Now, I would love for you to go where I'm going. But if you feel like that's not in your stars to do it, you can't be mad at me for going and doing that. But if that person flips out, then you know what that situation really is. Mm-hmm. In that situation, you got to try to separate your family the best of your ability. It may not be just like moving from there to the suburbs, maybe moving to, you know, two cities over where you can kind of separate, you know, the, your ties from that situation. But you're going to find that in any walk of life, there are going to be people who have been so content with being mediocre that they expect everybody in their circle to be mediocre and they would try everything in their ability to pull you down. Sometimes that can be family members. Sometimes that can be people that you would think would never want to see you do wrong, do, do bad. And that happens. So I think the only thing that you have to your defense is that you can't stop your growth and you have to think about the people that matter the most to you. You got to try at least to have that open line of communication. If they just, are hard-headed and don't want to hear it, then you know what you got to do. I don't think it's ever wrong for you to grow. And 
uh, I don't think it's ever wrong for you to grow. I think it's wrong for you to stop yourself from growing. Right. I think that is that's it's a, cr- that's, it's a that's, sin. It's a crime. It's a wrong yeah. thing to do. But uh, and anyone who doesn't grow along with you doesn't make them a bad person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make them the devil. It just makes them someone who didn't grow. Right. And you have a responsibility to yourself, absolutely, to carry on and keep growing. Now, yeah. I, I, what, what, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, not progress so I can just kick it with you? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that there's going to be so many people who are who who will who will try to make the most strongest arguments, and they'll use every insecurity you ever had against you to make you believe that growing is somehow corny or growing is somehow selling out. And you know, you. Know which that's why I say you got to have different walks of life and different, you know, you got to be around different groups of people because once you start seeing different energy, you start to realize everybody doesn't is not so so morbid as certain groups of people. Everybody doesn't look at the world like you know all, all I'm here to do is just you know live long as I can and then just die. Like ever everybody doesn't think like that. When I started meeting people who you know weren't just in music, when I started meeting entrepreneurs who were like small business owners, when like one of my one of my friends now, like one of my becoming one of my best friends is. My uh my gym instructor who owns uh you know the Anytime Fitness like I met him because I'm a member ended up going and doing co- having coffee with him I'm learning so much from this dude he's learning so much from me because of the books that I read but it's like I value that energy because he's never experienced what it is to live in San Bernardino he doesn't know what it is like he told me straight up when I told him my story he was like man I don't know what I would have done in that situation but me being around his energy gives me optimism in certain ways that I didn't have optimism you know you 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 talk about coming from Carson or coming from, you know, even certain parts of the IE, like if you out here hanging out or if you out here, you know, doing your thing, like it's a good chance that you're not going to make it to your thirties. You know what I mean? Or, or there's a good chance that, you know, maybe some, you know, some, some girl that you're talking to ends up catching you up or whatever the case may be. There's so many statistics that fight against you becoming a success that, for me to be even an optimistic person, even in hip hop, you know, like I love hip hop to death, but even in the underground scene, there's a lot of like a lot of negativity in 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 seeing people do the music that they love. They automatically say, "Oh, that person's selling out. Oh, he's rapping over trap beats. That ain't real." But it's like you can't judge things on things that are so shallow, like the the sound of a snare, the sound, or using an eight oh eight or things like that. People look at it and say, "Oh man, he sold out. He's doing that future rap." When that man could be very well saying something that's just as conscious as anybody else over these beats. And I think that that's what happens is that, you know, you get around certain energies that just they just they drain you, man. Certain people in this world, you know, and I learned this from my manager, too, is certain people in my in this world are people who are outlets and people who are plugs. Mm, I like that. Right. So people who are here literally to drain you of energy and people who are here that give energy off. And I know for a, for, for a fact I'm an outlet because a lot of people plug into me. A lot of people are like, well, hit me up out of nowhere and be like, yo, we got to talk and try to make it like we have an issue or something. And I talked to them and I figured out there's never even an issue there. They just needed to plug into my energy for a second because they needed some optimism in their life. They needed mm. to have a conversation. And mm. I even, even like the young dude who, who all, of a, all of a sudden got mad at me because I couldn't deliver on what he wanted me to do. He's not mad at me. I read a book called The Four Agreements. Four things that you have to you have to decide in this life to have a life of freedom and a life of happiness. I absolutely agree with it. And it may sound crazy to people. I don't care. But I have it on my board right now. The first thing is be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable with your word means to be without sin in your world with sin with your word. When I'm at my lowest of lowest, what I have found is that it is not because of one thing that happened to me. It's not because of, you know, one person made my day bad. It's because of 
a, a, a list of things that have happened throughout the day. Little bitty things, right? Same way we're talking about compound interest. There's certain little bitty, just annoying things that happen that end up giving me that bad mood. So if I'm not pure with my words, if I'm not pure with the things that I'm reading, if I'm reading bull stuff, you know, bull on my, my timeline and I'm soaking in all of these people's grievances throughout the day, that's contributing to me not being impeccable with my word. Mm. Now I'm going off of my fiance because I'm taking the yeah. aggression of all the whole the whole timeline. I'm taking out of my family now because I've been soaking that in all day long. Right. Number one. Number two is don't take anything personally. That is the most difficult thing for me. For sure. Don't take anything personally. This is not even just bad stuff. Don't take good stuff personally either because you and I can only see through two eyes. I can never see through your two eyes. I can never understand your perspective fully. But anything you said, anything you do to me, even if you put a gun out and you shot me in the head, that's not personal. It's not personal. That is what you what and if your I mind, tell you it's personal before I shoot you. It don't matter. Okay. Because you know what? No matter what, no matter what, you <laughs> yeah. can't tell me like no matter what, that's still your perspective. I can never understand your perspective. I can never understand what you think is right and justfully right. And I can never sit here and tell you, well, that's not right because of this, this and that. I have only my two, two eyes and my own perspective. So that being said, nobody has a perspective that universally is is the thing to do. So they say, don't take things personally. If you're able to not take things personally, there's so many things that you'll just ignore. Like even like when people like I see people arguing over like subtweets and like so you subtweet me right now. I think you're talking about me like you're taking things personally and that ends up giving you more issues and more drama and you're not free of that. The third thing is don't make assumptions. That's probably one of the biggest ones is don't make assumptions about the things that are happening around you or the things that people are doing. Like the friend that said, man, why are you moving out the neighborhood, man? Why? Why? You? He's making assumptions about you. Why you? Why you over here? You think you're too good for us, don't you? That's making an assumption. That's why that person is not free from from the pain and free from those things and not having a happy life. The fourth one, always do your best at the first three. Always do your best. No matter what you do, you cannot go wrong if you're doing your best. Can we do this? Can we do all these three things all the time? Hell no. We're human beings. Do I take things personal? Hell yeah, because I'm a human being. Am I sometimes not pure and sin and, and sinful with my word? Yeah, I cuss. I say a bunch of stuff. But if you're doing your best, that is your responsibility to do these things now that you understand what they are. When I had those four things happen, I'm telling you, bro, like everything started changing and how I start to talk to people, even who I start to talk to, because I already know what you about. I already know your energy. I can feel your energy a mile away. As soon as we get to talking, you're going to be like, you know, I don't know why you're still doing this. Like, it don't make no sense. You're not really getting a whole lot of views. Yada, yada, yada. Just downplaying a bunch of stuff. Dude, like, it's dude. A, and <laughs> pay attention to those. Yeah. To, pay attention to the cues someone gives you, to the cues when you walk into a room. Because mm -hmm. that's your subconscious telling you something yeah. that you've already learned. And that's why you've picked it up. Right? Even pay attention to the cues that people give you when you walk into a room. Have you ever seen somebody walk into a room that you just had a bad taste in your mouth about them? And they walk in a room and then everybody's like, Oh, what's up, man? But for somebody who's excited to see you, mm -hmm. they can see you from 14 people away. Mm -hmm. Yo, Curtis, what's good, bro? Like, that's the energy I want in every room I go into. And I know it's not a re realistic thing, but if I keep putting out good energy, it's going to happen. I want that energy. I don't want the energy that's like, yo, what's good, bro? Like, mm -hmm. I look at you like, okay, you me making an assumption, I'm probably like, you probably don't yeah, really mess with me. Yeah, like, I'll probably get on yeah. your nerves. I don't ever want to be that guy. I mean, yeah. I want to be myself, but I want to leave such a good impression, such good energy with anybody that I talk to that when they see me, they like, they start smiling. They can't even help it. I want that more yeah. than anything else. I don't want somebody to be like, you know, I don't need nobody begging at my legs or like, oh my God, you work with this person. I don't want that. That's the awkward sort of interaction. What I want is for you to just be excited because I'm excited to see people. I'm yeah. excited to see people who are excited to see me too. So like, 
I think really following those things and, and, and understanding, like, take those cues. Like you just said, take those cues. Take them seriously. Next time you walk into a room, your, your job, lunch break, see how people's energy is when you come in. Maybe you're that guy we're talking about right now. <laughs> and you don't even know. And you don't even know. And you're walking around fucking annoying everyone. And Everybody just... blocking their, everybody's putting, you know, what, what's the little things that you put when you got like babies in the house and you're trying to cover up the outlets? <laughs> Everybody got those things. The baby proofing. The baby, pro- they baby proofing their bodies and their energy. Like, you're not going to drain me today. <laughs> you know, maybe that guy that comes in that's like, Oh man, did you hear what Trump said the other day? Yeah. Oh man, did you, you think he's going to win? Oh man, man, the, the, the price of gas is going up. I, I don't, you don't want the energy around you. I don't want that. And I know it's not realistic. I know people are going to look at me like, Oh my God, nobody can be happy all the time. You're absolutely right. But I tell you, when I, but I can you know, be happy a lot of the time. Be, I have, exactly. It's I tell people like, and the fourth dude, rule is just do your best. When I don't have a good day, right. dude, it's super rare because mm-hmm. I like to feel and I like to be responsible for my own actions. Absolutely. Absolutely. In my own energy. Right. So whenever you're trying to give me some, I'm just going to, I have, I've learned ways to kind of just deflect it. You got to. Because I don't want to absorb you. I don't want to, that's why I don't see, that's why I don't look at certain things. Right. I don't oh, read man. certain things. I had to stop reading my timeline when I first wake up in the morning. Yeah. I can't do it no more. Yeah. I can't. I, I, dude, now I've got into a place where the first thing I read is my emails because I, I, I'm hoping to get the. Some good news. Some good. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and usually, oh, usually like, emails, oh, you know. usually the only bad news in emails is spam. Yeah. You're not going to get too much bad news in an email like right, that. Right, right, right. But, but, uh, but it's my go to because like, uh, there's days when you wake up and you're like you like your downloads or your numbers are higher when right. you wake you like wake up and you're like you're like oh overnight like this yeah. is okay good so you know you know and, and then it, it build, it's a build up it's a pressure yeah. like yeah. Ex- it, you'll have those explosions every once in a they while say, they say people and, and, and it's, it's it's dopamines that's all it is is some yeah. dopamines like oh, do- yeah, yeah, dopamine yeah. spiking off that's all it is social media stuff is but they say people who check their social media on a regular basis are 60% more likely to be depressed I completely agree. Oh, with dude, there's so much depressing. Dude, I'm, because, I'm, and not I'm even like, oh, not even just the timeline. I'm saying just like it. you said right now from the numbers. Like obviously yeah. we as as you know uh, people who are savvy about you know statistics and and, and, and analytics. You want to see where your numbers are at, good or bad. Yeah. Like even me, but I can't help. But, but don't live by them. You can't live by them. You can't I live absolutely. Like there was a time where if I got a thumbs down on a YouTube, it was like oh no. man, like I'm like oh you guys hate me. Like what's going on? Like, on but but I, I'm looking around your room. <laughs> And, yeah. and I and I saw the writing, but I didn't I didn't pick it up until right. you started looking at it. I like I like these lists you have. Can I oh, yeah. can I read? Oh yeah, go ahead and read them all. Okay, every day eat on schedule. So you have yeah. a schedule for eating. Eat on schedule because if I don't, I'll be like the, the majority of my eat. rapper career. I don't eat. Like, dude, the majority I, of my rapper, I didn't eat. Dude, I haven't I haven't ate since like two o'clock in Look, the afternoon. Jay. Download this app. Download <laughs> this app so, that I have. And you know what I'm getting? I get yeah. cloudy. I'm getting I'm giving cloudy visions right yeah, now. And, and, like, and that happens. Like you know what? I used to think I, I was mean, crazy. And yeah. that's 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 actually something that happens. But download this app called Daily Water. Daily Water. Something about Daily Water, I have it go off probably every two hours. Okay. It says time to drink water. And it shows me these little animations of, of water, like drink a glass of water. Like something that. about that makes me remind myself because i'm in the kitchen yeah. oh i need to eat too oh. so it's just getting yourself when well, you know your schedule i know my schedule every day like even yeah. like if you look on this other list mondays are social media newsletter days tuesdays are artist marketing producer motivation days wednesdays are curtis king the artist thursdays used to be piano lessons now they're just beat days fridays are beats like i know what i have to do throughout the week and the weekends are, are separate the weekends time? are separate from now the weekends are more and every day like, i still go to the gym but the weekends are sunday for sure go to church get my ties and offerings saturdays you know i I try to keep that a family day in some capacity even if it's just us going out in the backyard and shooting basketball like something
something family something even like playing speed with my fiance like they're not it's not like we have like these we have to go to the movies like it's not that it's just i have to relegate a day to just recharge because even to. if you're yeah. a person that gives out energy you yeah. i already can tell this Be, yeah. being in here with you for this yeah. for for this time we've been in you're a person that gives a lot of energy you got to have your time to recharge for some for some from like for me it used to be playing tony hawk on playstation i was too. gonna tell you, you know what my times yeah. are when i don't have anything i'm like okay i can squeeze in a minute of i escape to a yeah. different world and yeah, i play yeah. video games you gotta see I, you gotta I, recharge i don't want to hear it i'm just yeah. like yo i'm chilling and i'm out and then Look. when i'm done i'm like okay <laughs> all right let's get back to it because yeah. th- that little escape uh-huh. some people that little escape is drinking or smoking yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately those can They're like destructive roll up and yeah, then yeah. the energy behind those are good but yeah. and, and then you know too much video games is bad too but right. the little bit that i'm not in this reality and i'm yeah. this one all right i've killed enough zombies i'm good let's, let's head yeah, back yeah yeah you're able to and you, you, know, need, like, you need I, yeah. I argue that you need if it's you hope zombies, that it's not destructive you at the very most you hope that it's not destructive like I, you don't want it to be destructive but you want to find something that just gives you an opportunity and it's something very minor to everybody else and it may be minor to you but what you realize is that that's the moment that you're recharging that's you recharging not just your 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 physical energy you're you're, you're recharging your hope and your 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 even if you're killing zombies yeah. you you don't even realize that you're recharging like and, your and, hope juice and you never really stop thinking you oh, just no, it's no. just the pressure's alleviated look, but even then you're like you're like oh man this look I've seen Noah like, I've seen Noah write entire verses while playing Madden <laughs> on Xbox. And no, no, I mean literally, like he's he, he got one phone in his hand, like when he used to have a BlackBerry. He has one one phone on his left hand, and he's playing Madden, throwing like hail marys yeah. and getting them, like getting beat. He's winning the game. Getting the hail marys was the most hard, playing the hardest. with the Raiders at that, oh, you know. No. But he's throwing hail marys and he's winning with them, and yeah. he's still like pausing it and putting the bar down. And I've yeah. seen him do that. When I saw that process, I was like, I get it. We all have things that you know, just the same way that we're outlets. You know, outlet has a, has a has a source of energy. So we need our sources of energy. No doubt. Maybe that's, you know, for me, that's going to the gym. The gym has given me so much energy throughout the day to where I don't go in there and try to kill myself. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. I'm trying to go in there so I have, uh, 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 you know, another boost of energy before I get started on my daily work. Like and that. so I have activity because if I'm sitting down all day, I get, I get this, uh, uh, this sciatic nerve issue with my leg and I can like start limping or whatever, but I got to recharge and sometimes even like watering the grass while I'm listening to my favorite music does that. But no, I love it. I read for 30 minutes, take mm-hmm. power naps, take a power take nap. Power naps. I wake up, you I wake na- up at five in the morning. Uh-huh. I got to take a power nap. If I don't wake, take a power nap around two or three, you wake up at five, wake up at five, How's wake that? up at five, you just like wake that? up, wake up, drink a glass of water. I do something that's called a miracle morning. Um, I got it from this book. It's called a miracle morning. Basically wake up, uh, drink a glass of water, um, meditate for 10 minutes. I got this YouTube meditation. I listen to my headphones and I tell you, it clears my mind. Like I don't look no social media. I don't check no emails. I don't even open my computer up 10 minutes. I got to give to me centering myself for this day. I know it sounds probably super hippie ish to some people, but when you sit there and you listen to the lady and there's one in particular one that I listen to and she tells me like things that I never tell myself, you know, stuff, stuff like, you know, you look uh, sexy today. You know, yeah, I mean, like, even like she'll, she'll tell you, like, tell yourself that, you, that you're beautiful. Or she'll tell you stuff like, you know, like that a man won't tell herself. But yeah. like, it's things that make you say today will be uh, today will be a great day. And we don't we never tell ourselves that we don't see the value in it because we're like, yeah, whatever. Like, of course, some stuff is going to happen. That's what we think. But if we tell ourselves that our mind automatically goes to work same way, if we tell ourselves, look, I can jump from this roof to the next roof. 
well, why can you? Your mind starts to like process all yeah. the reasons and why the you can. And the dangers and the things and the that dangers might happen. And that's, but, but if you process the right stuff, if you if you take it through the right factory line in your mind and you're thinking, you know what? I need to center all of my thoughts. And when I do that, it's 11 minutes. And it's only 11 minutes. And it's not, you can do this before you go to work. I do that 11 minutes. And once I do that, I feel so awake. Like I ran a full, a full, you know, uh, a triathlon. I feel awake. And from there, I might do some reading or I may get on the computer and start, you know, I've been writing this book, um, start writing this, start writing a chapter in the book, or I may just do my reading and just go outside and just like stretch or, or, or just, you know, kind of like just, breathe like mm-hmm. have a, a moment to do that and i get to, i go to the gym or i eat a good breakfast and i just get ready for the rest of the day but i need that if i don't get that my day is not going to be what i need it to be now when two o'clock three o'clock comes around if you woke up at five or anybody who knows who, who works that kind of life they know two o'clock three o'clock is that drudge where you're like oh my right, god it's after lunch after you've lunch, already done all this thing over the day you're like you look i don't so want to look at nap. another paper so i just take I like a power that. nap just take you know what i've never napped you know what you take I've a you take napped. a 30 minute to an hour power no more than an hour you take a 30 minute to a, an hour power nap you will have enough energy that will serve you for the next six to seven hours. Like you just woke up again, mm, but like people that. don't, but it's the value of the small things, right? That's what I always preach. And people, most 95% back to that number again, they don't see the value of the small things. Nobody's willing to stack up a, a million pennies, you know, or, or whatever amount of pennies you need to get to a million dollars. Nobody's willing to do that because they don't have the patience and they think it's stupid. They think it's a waste of time. Well, if that many people are unhappy already in life and are not willing to do that, I got to go do more of that stuff. Mm. because the people who have that success Preach. believe in that right mm. so i don't think it's no different so i take my nap because literally i this is my nine to five is 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 my leasing business and the software so i have to determine my time you gotta you we gotta sit down though we gotta do yeah. a part two i feel because oh, for sure there's so much so much and, yeah. and um <laughs> i've um you try to gather your thoughts about an artist when you go interview them absolutely because you want to have some kind of like idea of of where the interview might head so you can kind of right. direct it and push it. We didn't even talk about music. <laughs> but, but I love it though. I love from it. From watching the videos that you put out, I'm like, okay, I know he's going to, um, I want to ask him about him, right. where he got the motivation to do him, where he got the idea, where, he, right. where all these things happen. Uh, because I think it's important, like you're saying, uh, or like you mentioned, someone like you should be charging and why are you giving away all mm-hmm. this game and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm really happy that you are doing it, that you right. are kind of, um, a point for people to charge up from right, right. and they're picking up your energy and you're not doing it in a boastful way. You're not doing it. Nah, in a, I know yeah, better than yeah, you. It's yeah. more like, yo, this is, this is what I've gathered. This is the real deal. If it works you, for you, that's dope. If not, it's worked know. for me. Yeah. Look, look, brother, when you clearly know what your goal is and when I made that video, like what's crazy when I think about that biggest line hip hop, all I remember is what I wore that day. I don't remember any part of that video. Like I feel like something took over me that day. When I said those words, because I said everything I wanted to say, when I look back at it now, I don't remember anything about that day, but I know that that was purpose for me to be doing it that day. When I see that, I know that that happens. I look at everything else and I'm saying, I know what my role is now in hip hop. Mm -hmm. It's not just to become, you know, the next Kanye or whatever. It's not, that's not my role. My role is, is important in that. I come from the underground. I come from the independent side. I come from that hip. I know this side of hip hop. I was almost at a one point, like last, like two years ago, I was disgusted with the underground scene because of how, how people were acting towards each other and how shows were so mediocre and how promoters were like 
content with being mediocre and people were on stage talking about, oh, y'all don't mess with that real hip hop. And we sitting here in front of four or five people. I was disgusted with these hole in the wall shows because I had done it for so long. I saw it. Right. But I started to resent it. But I think that, you know, the higher power was like, nah, this is where you need to be. It's crazy because even like, you know, I had a homie of mine that does Christian rap and he was trying to get me to come over there. His pastor told me, look, you need to be where you're at. And, and, and not even a derogatory way. He said, you have work to do where you're at. And I believe that you're a forerunner and I believe that you're going to make an impact where you're at. But you have to go do it where, back where you're at. Mm-hmm. And in my heart, I, I knew that was the truth and I didn't want to hear it because I was ready to move on and, you know, kind of do be in other circles and other energy. But I knew that's where I had to make an impact. The moment he told me that, the moment I knew that it is up to me to now, if I can't bridge the gap between the youth and the OGs, it's up to me to teach these younger artists that from the gate, you become like a person like me. You give value because ultimately there can only be so many, you know, Jay-Z's, Kanye. That's a very small minority. Mm-hmm. Not saying you can't be that, but in between there is success that you're missing out on by thinking that's the only idea of success. Mm-hmm. I look at like when I went to Murr's house for the first time and I looked around, I said, yo, this is a home. Like this is a home. It's a beautiful home. And this is something that I would want to have for myself. Right. And I needed that realistic standpoint to, to understand it. When I saw that and I said, I said, you know what? A lot of artists don't realize that this can be your life, mm-hmm. but there's, they they got the head and the stars and, 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 and by all means, my head was in the stars too, but they don't realize that, look, it may not be in the stars for you to, to be a multi-billionaire millionaire, but if you're making seven k seven hundred k a year, or if you're making seven hundred thousand dollars, or you know, if you're making enough money to where you have more money than you need, and you never have to worry about where you're gonna get your next meal, because I've been there. If you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff, and you know that you're comfortable and your family is comfortable, you don't find happiness in that life. You have to really start reanalyzing what th- what things you are putting all your happiness into. Someone um asked us, uh, it was a group of us, and they're like, well, how much money would you have to make in order for you to consider yourself a success? Right. A million dollars. Right. Ten million dollars. Right. The only thing I can think of was like enough money for me not to have to worry about making money. Yeah. So yeah, whatever that so <laughs> whatever that means, right. I'm happy. Because I tell you right now, there's a billionaire right now. Ty Lopez talks about this. Ty yeah. Lopez says he works for he, he was a he was an understudy of a billionaire who woke up every morning and was jealous because he was lower on the Forbes list than the guy that owned Google. Mm. He said, I looked him in the eyes and in my mind I said, That guy's not successful. Mm-hmm. And people were like, What do you mean he's not successful? That guy's a billionaire. No. If you wake up thinking about another man's success and you're not happy or thankful or grateful for what you have, mm-hmm. you're not successful. Which is why I'm weary of telling people pursue a, a financial. Right. Because no, no, I understand it, it but it's, but it's, but so, I, it's not no, no, substantial. There's no foundation in it, but yeah. at the same time, I look at Arnold and I see that man was a physique. And if it took him, <laughs> if it took him when he was at his seventh rep and he yeah. said, I'm a deny. He saw the woman of his dreams and his oh, imagination. Yeah. It's not so much just the money. I understand <laughs> yeah. what you're saying, but yeah. if it took that, you know, if he was at number seven, oh, you know, yeah. for somebody else, it may be like, like, think about it like this. Maybe like, might like, you know, somebody didn't have a good relationship with their dad, and their dad said they'll never be anything. Right. And if they're on, they're on the treadmill, right? Or not even treadmill. They're on the track, and they, and they got to run another extra mile. They're doing like, you know, a, a marathon training. Maybe it takes that extra aggression. Who are we to say like? That's not a good reason. That's not. That's so not, whatever puts fuel in your tank. Whatever puts fuel in your tank for that moment, you have to be 
honest to that moment mm, because if like you go that. up here and say it's for my family like i said anything can happen you can get an argument with the person that you only consider as family right. and all of a sudden you're like f you f you i don't want you in my life and it may not be the realistic how you feel but at that point in time it's real then it's like what am i doing this for anymore so i think you have to be realistic with what it is if you're a shallow individual you got to be realistic with that because if not you're not being authentic i like it so I, I think this, I think you just have to be realistic. So it, I'm not saying that money should be your only thing, but I'm saying if that's what gets the Whatever fuel in gets your you tank, going. it's gonna get you going. I'm but it's you. not gonna be, it's not gonna be forever. That's not yeah. gonna be forever because you're gonna get that and realize that, or maybe you won't. I don't know how it made people happy. No, maybe, I'm, I'm maybe you, you know, I, maybe that's what made people happy. Some to, people maybe just want to do like Scrooge McDuck and and and, <laughs> and, and you know swim in money, and that, that makes that, them happy. It doesn't look, it doesn't. It puzzles for coins. I'm sure it was that just, money always looked more watery right? anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know about that kind of money. He's fucking <laughs> swimming in and out of it. I'm like, I'm not sure that's even real money. Yeah, uh, dude, man. That's yeah, what I'm talking it's about. Great, man. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm here with Curtis King. Curtis King, anything you want to pitch? Anything you want to tell us before yeah. we take off? Uh, CurtisKingBeats.com for any artist or producer. Uh, Curtis King TV, uh, YouTube. Um, just go in there and be nosy. I suggest going there and be nosy. CurtisKingBeats.com has everything that you need from people who want to learn how to become producers artists producers who want artists who want to become producers or a producer who are just starting out and want somebody that's going to teach you step by step how to do fl studio i have an fl studio beginners online course you could take from the from the comfort of your own home uh if you want to learn how to make your own website like when you check my website out you see that you know i put a lot of work into it but it's not that difficult to do it for yourself i have a how to build your own website drum kits producers if you need drum kits so just go to curtiskingbeats.com curtis king on any social network you hit me up i'm gonna respond back never know crazy hollywood stuff i'm as real as i am here so um hit me up if you need anything and maybe i can point you in the right direction even if i don't have it i'm definitely gonna hit you up because i want to pick up these books i need a. <laughs> I, I know i can see that they're a great source of motivation and yeah. inspiration to you yeah and i find myself sometimes digging really deep for inspiration right when i think it should be e- easily accessible to me right you know but you saying? know what sometimes you got to go through a through, through uh, and, and my buddy Art bars told me about this is that sometimes you got to go through a full book to find one one idea that's just like it's worth a million to you i don't mean monetarily but it's just that one idea it's just and it's not even something so like crazy of how they said it it's just when they said it and how they worded it that makes you say you know what? I need to bring on another person mm-hmm. for my podcast or mm-hmm. whatever. Like mm-hmm. whatever the idea is. Like I read one book that had to do with, you know, social media marketing and and I had an idea about, you know what? I should remove the homepage from my website. Like just little ideas like that, right? But came from some, another source. So I think that that's what reading is all about. I don't mm-hmm. read books fast. Mm-hmm. I like to sit with them. Audiobooks are my best friend because I sit with those in in my, you know, Give me one good one right now. Uh, the go-giver. Hey, do you think it'll, me personally? You personally? Yeah. Um, if it's some weight, I think, weight I loss think shit, I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> no, I ain't going to do you like okay, that. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> let me actually pull up, I'm pull up my, my Apple books right now. Losing weight for Mexicans. Here you go. Let me pull up my Apple book. Because you know what? A lot of the stuff we already see an eye to eye on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, honestly, I would probably suggest The Four Agreements. Okay. I think you'll like The Four Agreements okay. by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, uh, I think that's one of my favorite the uh the yeah, four agreements the four agreements well, I, got, I got an hour to go home i'll check it out you Look, what check it, it out okay it out. or book, even right? even as a man thinketh that's an hour by itself this is an hour as book. a man thinketh as a man thinketh is um uh 99 cents on audiobooks uh-huh okay one of the greatest reads it. i ever had it clear like when you talk about 
wanting to like clear your mind or your palate away from the the crap that you see on your timeline. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning. Um, a buddy of mine, uh, Josh, he actually uh, suggested that to me, and I listened to that book, and it's like, okay, we're back on the right track now. Because mm-hmm. it's just those things. You that know what make I feel? You, you I in. feel like I I have. I want to think of the right idea. I feel like I, I've I got all these ingredients together, <laughs> and it's developed to be this this uh this this mold this bread right 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 but right. it's it's it needs to be trimmed right it needs to be right. kind of rounded out maybe yeah. add some more toppings you know maybe I need a re- I need yeah. I need I feel like I've 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 topped uh, you know what I'm saying and but things are coming still and and right. they they give me the little more little hope little, but right. I feel I need molding i feel like i need to shape this clay another book you know what another I'm book and i think you'll 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 like it because you're already in that that mentality um grant cardone the 10x rule the 10x rule he's the reason why i, I wrote that big old 10x look that big 10x and I'll he's the reason it. why if you look over there it says uh one million dollars yeah uh, uh four uh, bedroom, four home, bedroom in home in fontana and fontana marriage, marriage 2k to 5k like what do you mean marriage what is that with marriage, huh? marriage to well to I, d- that's that's i mean i want to marry my fiance okay but why and, the 2k and, to 5k well that's I the ring size I, <laughs> whoa no, I, ha- I have that i have that as a vision we both have a vision of the kind of marriage you want to have but the thing he says is this he says take grant cardone says take and mind you these numbers are old but uh, he says take uh the amount that you have a goal of doing and he says times that times 10 Mm-hmm. He says, now that's your new goal. He says, he said, stop lying to yourself. He says, what's going to happen is this. You're going to, when you have to wrap your mind around the goal of making a million dollars as opposed to a hundred thousand, which was my original goal. Mm-hmm. Now you have to come to grips with your whole life has to change. Mm-hmm. Your whole way of doing things has to change. It's going to have an effect on every financial decision you make. Now, when I go to the liquor store and I get that snicker bar mm-hmm. and I think, if I get Snicker bars every Tuesday, it's probably going to account for two hundred dollars a year, whatever a year. That changes my way of thinking. I'm going to a million. I don't. I, no, no, no. I can't. I can't do this free show tonight. Mm-hmm. It's not about just a free show. I have to get to a million. And he says you'll feel a lot better about falling short of the ten x rule, a ten x uh, goal, than you'll feel if you fall short of the original goal. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is the worst case scenario is you meet the other goal, but you get a, a little bit above and you fail at the ten x rule. But his way of talking, mm-hmm. you want to talk about, I can literally fast forward in any part of that book on my audio book. And that man, like, he has an unabridged version, I suggest. That man will just feel you, like, it's like playing the video games anytime you want to. He fills you up with so much energy because he's a nonsense dude. Oh, Grant Cardone, man. I love that dude. Curtis, thank you for having man, me not over, a problem. Man. Thank it's you. It's been a complete pleasure. Man. We got to do part two, bro. Let's do it. I feel we got to do part two. I'm not going to throw you another podcast because you're busy enough as it is, and I don't like competition. So, <laughs> so I'm saying. But I'll have you come on the show again. Okay. And, uh, and we'll talk, and we'll get more in-depth about the videos. We'll All get right. more in-depth about what you got going. A couple months, we'll catch up. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Let's the do it. I'm pretty sure I'll, be, I'll, I'll read some, some more books by the end, too. I, I so. like the sound of that. <laughs> so for Curtis King, for... Uh, I usually have a bunch of people to think, but there's no idea here. For <laughs> Curtis King, for this fan that's been saving my life because I'm yes, sweating off. Yes. For this FUBU, you didn't say about the FUBU. I hey, felt man. like you like I, 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 I low key did one. I, yeah. See, I didn't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> Everyone tells me that. Dude. Everyone's like, "Look, you're cool, but I, you know yeah. we're not that cool, right?" Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah, be I, like, look, 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 bro, I was like, at first. I was yeah. like, kind of admiring it because I was yeah. like, I don't even know where I would get that. Yeah. But I was like, no, nah, man, you rocking it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. This is prestige condition. And I said, you know what, Curtis King, I'm gonna take the FUBU. 
Google app for you. Look, I appreciate that. You know I feel honored by that. If, if I could have that in my closet, I, dude, I would. It's 05. It's 05. It's with the actual it's classy. Dude. That is indeed a classic. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so for this FUBU, for real hip hop everywhere, this is Concept 714 asking you, demanding that you help us make the vlog. You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.